episode 85 it's nice to be here with y'all we're here with y'all so excited we here with y'all whether you're listening to us or you're here in person <laughs> um <laughs> um yeah another episode started strong with a, a little uh killer mike and lp also known as run the jewels off their n- new album run the jewels four they're just they're titling these like playstations just one two three four <laughs> i hope that continues it's pretty dope and it does actually feel like a continuation these albums you know how like a lot of artists they'll try and uh, reinvent themselves on an album and it's like yeah i like this other mm-hmm. album this run the jewels is sticking to their style and it's just every album you could play back to back to back and it's even hard to remember which songs are off which albums because it's they're they're real consistent, and some for some people that's a negative. But in the run run the jewels cl- case, it's very much a positive. I mean, they it's it's a breath of fresh air when when they when they hop on and their newest album is no exception. I'd say it's very good. Have you? Listened I haven't to heard it yet. Oh. That was my in, that was my introduction to it <laughs> just now. Wow, that's. Yeah. Brand RTJ spanking you over the phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's very, very good. Where would you rank it, Morgan? Morgan has, I mean, it's kind of hard to rank it so soon, I'd say. I feel like you got to sit agreed. with it. Agreed. Uh, agreed. I mean, because right now it's ranking fourth. Ooh. I felt like you didn't listen to two very much, though. I, I haven't listened to two very much not as much as the other as one and three but um during our apartment cleaning (laughs) binge Uh uh, i did throw that on after i finished listening to rtj1 for the one millionth time and i was like you know i feel like i've been sleeping on this one there's definitely some bang bang gang gangers on there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um and when i got really into them was when rtj3 came out so that's your favorite no i would say one is probably my favorite i'd say one's probably my favorite too um but yeah like i said they all can just be played sequentially and uh all for the they're all ver- it's they're all very good exceptionally good yeah i would highly recommend listening to them on your workout or even driving driving not as much but i mean if you're like trying to cruise and feel cool 
play it. But if you're trying to run and get pumped, run them jewels. Exactly. Ooh. Run them jewels fast. Exactly. Exactly. And good timing. Um, I feel like I'm low, but I- I'm not sure. So I just want to check with you. You're, I mean, you're speaking <laughs> quietly. Okay. <laughs> Morgan on the sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I never, I never really know how to adjust volumes. Okay. It's just. I'm glad that we put you in charge of as, that. <laughs> as, <laughs> as the podcast progresses, we tend to get louder. So it's tricky. It works. We start off a little bit like, yeah, like I try to be like, whoa, welcome. But it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. match the vibe of the room. <laughs> we're just, <laughs> we're revving up still. But as we get passionate and talking about things that we care about, then we start to, at least I do, start to get a lot louder. Okay. But, and then you guys might get louder to match my level. <laughs> so, so maybe I should just keep that energy right off the bat and you guys will, I don't know. I think it's a gradual we'll rise in energy. Gravity. We're 85 episodes in. We're still f- figuring it out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Jamal? How, how's it going over there? It's going all right, man. It's uh, it's 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 going good. Uh, my sound, I uh, have no idea. I never know. Um, but that we seem to be doing all right. We seem to be doing okay. Um, as far as that goes, um, I haven't listened to the new Run the Jewels. I have listened off and on to their albums sort of sporadically. I, I, I can't honestly say I've listened to one of their albums front to back. Interesting. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, but I do like them and I love Killer Mike. Yeah. And I would even say that Run the Jewels won. I would say the first, it's not officially the first Run the Jewels album, but. Rap Music by Killer Mike is the first, I don't know, he might have collaborated with LP before, but it's the first sort of Run the Jewels look, I'd say. And it's, it might even be the best album of the five that we've mentioned. I mean, Rap Music by Killer Mike is such a dope rap album and it has a lot of production by LP on it, but LP doesn't rap on it. He might rap on one. have to visit but yeah, I would highly recommend if you're a big Run the Jewels fan to even check out Killer Mike's solo album Rap Music. It is a banger. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so Jamal wants this to be the black episode. So what, what do you got for us, Jamal? Yeah, kick us off with your passions. All right. Um, so did you, first of all, let's. I mean, let's start with uh, Malcolm X. Did you guys watch Malcolm X? We did. Yes, we did. I mean, again, right. I watched it again. For you, yeah, yeah. I, I'd watched it for the first time. Morgan, was this your first time watching Malcolm? It X? was. Um, give us your give us your thoughts. Give us your review. I thought it was good. I see. R- regrettably, uh, ignorantly, perhaps. I think I might have mentioned this on the last podcast. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I admitted to Jordan, this is probably a year ago. I was like, hey, you know, I leaned over and sort of whispered, like, to be totally honest, I'm not quite sure who Malcolm X is. I mean, I've heard the name, but, like, I don't know (laughs) what... 
why we know Malcolm X. So, uh-huh, sure. uh, so it was nice to get that hissed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, growing up being a fan of rap music and also in a family that really is all about that racial diverse, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely aware of Malcolm X. And I'd say more, definitely more aware of um, his later years, like looking, like just knowing him as the positive. I don't know. I, I mean, I knew he was the more radical of him and Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. I had heard that, but I didn't know much of the specifics until I watched this movie mm-hmm. and just, you know, taking the movie as gospel right. um, about his life. But yeah, it was very like when I remember first watching the movie back when I was very young and I was like, wow, this he seems like a pretty uh bad guy. Right. <laughs> 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 and then and then it's and which is why it's funny when when Jamal you talked about how you watched it with Ian and Nicole and their children and they all left ha- yeah. after the first half of the movie. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself like mm-hmm. Uh, so what his, sort of picture do they have of Malcolm X? Right. right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's what's so interesting about the movie is his growth start to finish. Mm-hmm. That's what it does excellently, I'd say. Because is, it's like, yeah. you know, of course, you know, he starts as a, as a troubled young man mm-hmm. who's involved in some... He's a hustler. Yeah, and some not particularly great things. Goes to jail, uh, does the complete, like, deep, you know, which I, f- I f- feel is common for both prison and, and rehabs, is going deep into <laughs> the opposite, right? Like, almost potentially too far. But it, it does it, the way the movie mm-hmm. does that, I feel like it's so well done as far as. It's not just like, well, that didn't work for me. I'm in prison. I'm going the other way. Right. It's like, he no, it's, be ki- he's being, he's being skeptical. convinced yeah. and he's skeptical and he's, yeah. and he's, de- and it's just, it's right in his wheelhouse of like Agreed. the way he's thinking. And it's like, you know, just his hustler mindset and this idea of him feeling like he's being hustled by the white man mm-hmm. and then turning that into, um, I'm going to use my hustling ability and charisma to now preach this new thing that I've been given. And right. so it just it's all sort of just a but you can understand how it unfolds. For sure. And then the disillusionment yeah. of like oh this godlike entity that I've it's like prophet. Yeah. Uh is a human, is valuable as are we all. Uh, mm. And sort of that shaking up of like, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna do me. For for the good of everybody else. Right, mainly the black community, but that's because that's the community that obviously needs it the most, and where he could have right. the biggest impact. And I'll tell you, my fav- one of my favorite parts <laughs> is when they're on that college campus and that. Uh, sweet young white girl comes up and is like, oh, uh, you know, Brother Malcolm, like I, or Mr. X, whatever she says, I'm just such a huge... Professor X. 
<laughs> I'm such a huge fan of your work and like I've really studied you and blah 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 and I agree with a lot of your ideas and I'm just wondering you know how someone like me uh, could help your cause and he's he's like you can't and he's like fuck what he's like what can someone like me do <laughs> oh, to help nothing. further That's your cause nothing yeah 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 very good there's definitely some i mean there's very spike lee things like spike lee has definite uh yeah things that he does the whole walking on a or being pulled on a dolly he has to put that in there yeah um there's other like breaking the fourth wall he does that at um inconsistent times (laughs) uh but all just style stylistically kind of cool some of it kind of weird i'm trying to remember like the fourth wall i don't remember any fourth wall breaks off the top of my head well there's him specifically does it like during the there's the opening dance sequence it's not the opening but close to the opening there's a long dance sequence yeah and it ends by spike lee sliding under some legs and looking right into the camera (laughs) but um and then of course the i think there might be another one but there's another one at the end well, you know where everyone's the kids are looking and saying i'm malcolm x i'm malcolm x you know it's just sort of like the, the that's another spike oh, thing yeah, is to yeah. cap the movie off with in case you didn't get it this is about racial injustice <laughs> like, right 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 yeah. <laughs> and even starting the movie off with uh rodney king being beaten it's just it's like mm-hmm. he does things like that where it's very much like this is not just about the life of Malcolm X. This is about everything and how it's, there's still issues going on today. And this movie, I'm making it yeah. today to revisit Malcolm X and have everyone be like black lives matter, you know, before that was even a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, and then there's some like weird, I'd say, I don't know if I like the first half or the second half of the movie better. I feel like there's moments throughout, but I feel overall, I think the second half of the movie is better. But there's just, there's that, there's (laughs) the scene of his dad getting run over by a train is so cartoonish that Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Him being like, ah, and it's like zooming in and out of his face, and then zooming in and out of, in and out of the train, <laughs> like and it's like going out of focus, like it's just a uh, a post production zoom, not an actual zoom that they did while they filmed uh-huh. it. It's just sort of, it's uh-huh. I don't know, just nowadays is you would never see that in a movie nowadays. That was yeah, in theater. What were you saying, Morgan? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, overall definitely an awesome movie. Um so good. Yeah. I mean it's just it's captivating and Denzel Washington keeps you interested the whole time. And even with all of the I mean it's just a whole lot of dialogue really of yeah. him of him being like speaking and yeah. being given big speeches and all of it is just so fun to watch. Uh yeah. Malcolm a keys. It's fucking dope. <laughs> it's a fucking great movie. Um, yeah, did you guys do any uh, 
do you guys uh look at the look at the news or look at social media as to like what's going on right now like how last time we talked you guys are like yeah i've been watching the news i mean or whatever here's the thing uh i haven't read the news per se um (laughs) i know that you know i know about the george floyd thing I know mm-hmm. that these are like the biggest protests apparently of all time according to whoever reports mm, numbers.com yeah uh, and I know that I get work emails oh and just personal emails from similar to the to the covid sweep where every, um, and I'm not saying that this is, I mean, I think this is better than the, the COVID sweep, I suppose. But uh, just every company I've ever given money to ever in my entire life is assuring me that they're on the side of Black Lives Matter, which is good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I recognize that it is, a big resurgence of the movement. All right. I mean, right. I don't. Am I missing anything Jordan? there? I don't know. I mean, yeah. No, I have. Yes, but I'll get to it. Oh. Okay. Um. Keep keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I didn't actually read it up on anything. I just um, through Twitter. I guess is the only source that i've seen people post things yeah and yeah the whole george what did you see on twitter various things i don't know <laughs> just just in general you know the whole of course the whole george floyd thing is very tragic and it's very sad and it's yeah. obviously a uh, a horrific tragedy that he was killed in, su- in such a non-needed way you know but uh um yeah, I think going about it, I think definitely the whole protesting to say arrest the cop, and I don't know the news on that front, if that has been successful, if they've actually arrested the guy with his knee on George Floyd's neck. But uh, He has been he's, was charged with third degree, and then more protesting got it to second degree murder. I did know oh, that. Oh, that's great. I did know that piece. Mm-hmm. That's and then, the, then the, the, thing, the thing after that was... Um, charge the other three people who were aiding and abetting the other officers yeah so here's so this is what i'm saying i i i understand the anger but you have to when you're trying to charge somebody with something um it has to be the right crime like i would i would think that if you're trying to go for first degree murder on that cop you would he would be innocent like he, they wouldn't prove it in court. Right, right, right. That's that's and, why they settled on second degree because it wasn't like premeditated necessarily. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's a fucking racist, and you could maybe somehow finagle that. Yeah, into but that's a slippery slope. You can't just be like you're a racist. Right, therefore. right. Of course, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I understand. Second degree to me makes sense, and yeah, yeah. Of course, you what you would want to get a um, guilty conviction. Of someone of second degree murder than a not guilty of someone for first degree murder, because mm-hmm. and this is somebody, 
he had a sh- I can't remember his fucking name is Brown Chauvin something like that last name Chauvin uh, he fucking had 18 counts of like like complaints of police brutality before this fucking happened and shit hmm. that had all been like dismissed or swept under the rug or whatever and right so it's happened. so it's good it's a good thing that hopefully they can when things like this occur that and they shouldn't happen as often but when they do that a conviction can be made and then therefore less cops will do such things i mean that's the whole idea because if cops keep getting away with it then it's you know it's not gonna change things so um yeah so that's 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 Sounds like good news to me. So the protests now, they want to get the other cops for being complicit. I would say mm-hmm. that would be very difficult because they don't know the guy's dying. So it's not like they're like, oh, man, he's killing this guy, but I'm just not going to do anything because he's our cop. Right. And well, and also. But they're fucking cops. That's, I guess, where I was my confusion was setting in was it's not like these were civilians um in which case there's no fucking way mm-hmm. i mean if it's not you like you're a crime it, it's not a even if you saw someone another civilian doing that to another civilian right like you can't like what is your crime I guess for not, not intervening, not running to help. I don't think it's a crime to not intervene only because then you're putting your own safety at risk right. doing something like that. But mm-hmm. um, for these cops sake, I'm just saying that if, if you are another cop, it's very easy. I would say to claim that you you're unaware of what's happening. You assume that your other cop guy, friend, uh, coworker <laughs> has got it under control, you know? You're not going to assume that he's doing it poorly. So it, I feel like I mean, the but onus it's, it's rests obvious on him. He's doing it fucking poorly. He obviously is, it's, but I'm he, saying. But it, say he was. Uh, okay, sure, it's obvious. I'm just trying to poke holes. I really am. Uh, yeah, yeah. Say. Say that. Okay, the guy kneeling on the guy for sure knows. They should have. They probably should have. I don't know. I don't know why he had to kneel on his neck that long, and they couldn't just put him in cuffs or whatever. Uh, You're never supposed to kneel on somebody's fucking neck. Well, yeah, it's part of it. So they should have, you know, been like, "All right, like let's get this guy restrained and in the fucking cop car or whatever." Uh, But if they were to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa," there are some some instances. This not being one of them, obviously, where. I'm sure they're also trained to not uh, put put doubt onto the police officers as a group and back into the I don't I just don't know you know what I'm saying I could see an instance where that would now their authority has been dim- diminished. We'll say that another one of the cops is like, "Hey man, like let up off his neck," and then he does, and then George Floyd slips out and then runs away, and now it's like. Uh, like that no cop wants to be the cop to be like you're doing it wrong yeah so it's it's of course it's wrong that it's that it's like that but i mean it's just 
it's and it can be hard to put yourself in those shoes mm -hmm. of those other cops mm -hmm. who are around it but i feel like sure we can all say we would have done differently we would have stepped up but i it's just impossible to know unless you're in that sort of situation obviously i yeah i would never want to be a cop and situations like those just seem so anathema to the life i want to live mm -hmm. but i it's just it's it's a it's just a, it's a tricky situation if you're trying to yeah i mean and and the thing that they did, were detaining him for or attempting to you know i think they murdered him over was uh fucking uh, allegedly he had forged a check like it wasn't like oh he was being violent or something and they had to like restrain him or something mm. yeah like it was it was a fucking it's a pet fucking i don't know what the fuck you would even call that um but he, he he kneeled on his neck. I think it was eight minutes and forty six seconds. Mm -hmm. And then he died. And it's just like, what the fuck, man. Yeah. Um, As uh, I don't remember. But if shit it was gets Mark fucking. Norman shit or, has gotten. Or Joe List, who said. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Mark Norman or Joe List, but one of them on this most recent podcast said. What stamina you must have to, to put pressure on somebody's neck for nine minutes? Yeah, I mean that's just like crazy. a difficult thing to do. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, no shit. Is, <laughs> I think it shit has gotten fucking. It's harder to be easy. underneath, I'd say. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm just saying. You'd think, yeah. Like, at, at a certain point, if you're not thinking of alternatives after minute one max, right. like, right. you're doing something Like, you made a poor decision to put your knee on this guy's neck. Yeah. Right. And now, if you're not quickly thinking of how you can adjust. Remedy that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially if, since you have a bunch of, you, you can ask for the assistance of your cop friends right. to help restrain him if that's what is required. Right, that's another thing. There's three other officers just standing around while one guy just kneels on his fucking neck. Like, what? I can tell what, you, I mean... What was the goal? I mean, I just feel like this... I mean, if, uh, if a cop is kneeling on a guy's neck after this point, now I can see it being an easier conviction to be like, well, you didn't know, buddy? Yeah. So it's just, if anything good comes of it, at least, like, hopefully... There won't be any more knees on necks, you know? And of course it's just a it's a huge checklist of things cops shouldn't be doing, and that just checks that box of like, okay, this one's off the list of you guys to do and maybe they might go to a different one. Yeah, I mean it but does it does and it doesn't, because like what about in situations where there's no cameras around? Like it doesn't happen in the city, someone gets pulled over on a fucking dirt road somewhere or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like the bigger thing that they're talking about now is like the 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 systemic at the um, component to all of this um, and, and how uh, there's a lot yeah. of talk about defunding police departments and stuff because a huge part of the city's budget goes to the police department and cops are uh, they have way more responsibilities like all of the the degrees of everything that they have to the the calls that they have to answer they're not necessarily trained for like uh of they're course sort of not. broadly trained in like de-escalation and all this shit, but like, you know, certain domestic disputes or like suicide attempts and things like that, oftentimes is shown is shown that the police actually 
can do more damage than good in those kinds of situations. So basically defunding, not completely obviously, but it's it's in it's under the uh, the idea is to to reallocate that money uh, to the communities and to have like more social workers and things like that. Uh, and so that you're you basically give the police less of a workload and have them be more specific things um, uh, that you'd think you would need police for that you open up job opportunities um, for for uh, social workers and, and shit like that uh, is, is a you, lot of the a lot of the talk that's going on now wouldn't you fund proper tra- I mean I don't know that it's safe for a social worker to enter a dangerous situation untrained either. Well, well, I guess having more social workers, ideally you're putting the money in the beginning of the problem and not at the end. I can understand that logic where it's almost like you would want Mm -hmm. to fund education and social work. That way there'll be less criminal activity because people will have resources to not uh, do criminal things. But... Uh, As opposed to just preparing for the for the shitty system, what it's cranking out already, and then punishing the people that you yeah. created, basically. But my point of of less officers putting their knees on necks, of course, it's it's not gonna uh-huh. it's not gonna completely eviscerate every every instance of that happening behind closed doors. But even if there's no camera on an officer, I can see plenty of officers now not doing that because most officers, even if they are really upset with the person they're arresting. They're not. In, they're not trying to kill the person. They're scared. And so now, now that they see that putting a knee on a neck can very well easily lead to someone dying, I feel like they'll. They're just going to be less likely to. No one wants to be put through that ordeal of okay. Even if they have, there's no evidence against them of a, of a camera seeing them, so they can probably easily get away with it. They don't want to have to go through that report of yep i have a dead body on my hands that now i have to somehow explain away so i just feel like no matter what there's going to be less of that it's just it's just there's going to be less i don't know man i don't know about that you don't think there's going to be less officers putting their knees do you think there's going to be more i mean i don't understand i mean okay because okay so here's the thing Right. I mean, this shit's still going on. Right. Cops are still just because we saw. Oh, yeah. Fucking cop. Someone gets shot by a cop, for example. Right. And that's fucking the police shootings. Like like people are still beating like I the Rodney King footage. The people like it still happens. I don't think because. I'm not saying it doesn't happen happen. that he got charged like it took protests for that shit to, for them to get charged for it right and so but that's what i'm saying i mean maybe because maybe the maybe there'll be a slight decrease yeah i mean if it if it maybe i mean what very, else very possibly but i i what what's happening now because um, of the protest and of... because the guy is arrested and he's being charged with second degree murder though there will be less of that mm-hmm. i'm saying that there is yeah. a reason why people protest is to have things move forward and and to not acknowledge that change can be and will be made and just to pretend like, yeah, but it, it's always happening before that. It's like, no, no, yeah, but not now there's a protest. And now, it you know, as as a Band-Aid as it is or as, as too late, I, better yeah. late than never. 
first of all. I mean, people who think that, yeah, who keep moving the goalposts. Oh, now, now you have to arrest all the officers who are watching. It's like, look, man, like I understand you're mad, and it, it never quite. When they give you what you want, it never quite feels satisfactory because nothing's going to bring George Floyd back to life. But eventually, you have to accept that, then move on to the next fight. You know, and the next fight is the next person who undergoes police brutality in such a way and 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 the work these, is not I mean, done but I mean, it's definitely i mean you gotta right but i think but i think to say that waiting for the next like victim not waiting whatever, like there's plenty of victims already you can you can yeah put i mean resources. all that's still going on there's a lot of things for brianna taylor and ahmaud Aubrey and exactly um, focus on those cases all that is still going on too but i'm saying in that particular case um, with george floyd if they get the officer who had his knee on his neck arrested and charged with second degree murder i feel like you know they that, but that, if you charge I mean, to the to the same to the same end that you're saying you charge uh chauvin and 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 he fucking or chauvin or whatever the fuck that fucking piece of shit i don't know he you're fucking, the one giving him names, you charge though. him <laughs> <laughs> he fucking but i'm saying i mean you're saying you know you charge the guy put a knee the knee on the neck and then that'll be less people uh less cops putting knees on necks to the same end if you charge people who are aiding and abetting shouldn't that stop cops and hold a, i mean yeah just in no the same i agree you should charge train. people who are aiding and abetting i just don't feel like you can successfully charge those officers with aiding and abetting that's my point i feel like it's it's too easy to say that I think you can though because they're police officers. If they're watching something unlawful go on, it's their job. They to don't know something unlawful is going on. Is my point? They think that the officer has it under control. Okay, and th- and you can you can boil it all down to improper training because they didn't whatever ignorance whatever. But I'm saying that it's going to be very difficult to to and maybe I don't know maybe just for show charge arrest them or whatever or maybe was, that'll work but was the main guy was he the senior senior ranking or senior on their team like i can only make make a reference to right but this is this is that's part of the problem i feel like right like if the system itself is is set up in a way where the police can't police each other then that's a fucking problem in and of itself of course i mean it's it's the the same goes for for any construction site which used to not be the case right until people started dying or like i'm on the slope it's like if you like anyone has uh anyone on the site has the um authority to stop work with however <laughs> most people do not do that i'm not saying that's this is a good thing and they beat it over your head like everyone has the ability please if you see something you know and you're you don't you're not comfortable everyone has the authority to stop the job but people feel like oh maybe i'm just like this person clearly has more experience than me or you know there's a fucking million reasons why right there's all personal reasons and you don't want to get a bad reputation you don't want this you don't want that the thing is 
I feel like, and it's hard for Jamal to understand this because he he hasn't really worked in an environment other than uh, a restaurant and T-Mobile. No, I'm just giving you shit. But uh, (laughs) but like, (laughs) (laughs) no, but like, I would think that the camaraderie that comes along with being a police officer, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. it. I understand what it is. Right, but I don't think, you know, but you're not acknowledging how difficult their job is in general about how every fucking day. And this is also just a problem with our fucking socioeconomics. But if you're policing an area that is uh, poorer than average, if you are in a project which is quite sadly... um, proportionately too heavy on the black side uh, in most places that your, your fear radar is cranked up to 10 on that. So it's like you're, if you're constantly seeing violence and you're seeing shit like that, you don't want to risk any sort of open window to the possibility that you can be injured. Even if the person is has a whole history of being a nice person. You don't know their history. All you know is just yesterday, one of my fellow police officers was injured on the job. And so now you're extra. And so if you're in an environment where, like say I I go to an office job and somebody gets injured. Now it's like everyone's on high alert for like the next week of not, oh, I'm not going to use that paper because that paper is... (laughs) is going to give me a paper cut more likely there in their case. It's somebody it's my fellow officer got murdered. So for the next week, I'm going to be very alert not to get murdered. And that continues to be re-upped because another officer gets killed or injured or a close call happens. So it's just, it's just a, it's almost an impossible job to do as far as, having your defenses up to to that level and just the heightened adrenaline of that whole situation. I'm not saying this is an excuse to go and hurt people, but I'm saying it's, it's hard to to step into those shoes and to be like, Oh, well, this is what I would have done if I was there. And it's just, it's just things get emotional. Things get crazy, you know? And I just don't want to be too quick to, Condense, condense somebody who I feel like it's easy to say you wouldn't have done, but you have no idea whether or not you would have done that. Sorry, my microphone is falling off the table. Right, right. Well, then that, that's why, I mean, a larger part of this conversation is all about addressing and having conversations about the systematic racism that is in this country that is just swept under the rug and fucking... Nobody really talks about it, and I watched this documentary. I watched a lot of movies this past week, and one of them is this documentary from the 90s. Um, I think I sent Morgan a, a clip of it um, that was on Instagram, which is how I found it. It's called The Color of Fear, and it's very interesting. To, uh, to this, it's, it's Basically, it's like seven or eight of uh, men of different races. There's like two white guys, two black guys. Uh, I think there's like two two Asian guys and 
one guy who's Hispanic and one guy who's Native American. Underrepresented, um, all right. Underrepresented, man. But uh, so, some, something like that. But anyways, they're they're all having conversations about race, just very raw and openly talking about their experiences with it. And uh, one of the black guys is talking about um, how uh, he how he feels like the way white people talk about, and this is something that I had thought about um, sort of in the back of my mind. I'd had this kind of thought before, but I'd never really like given it my full attention. But he was saying that uh, so often, like when he hears white people say, uh, like the, he, he says basically that the words uh, like white and American and human being like all become synonyms the way he hears white people talk about it. Like, you know, why can't we all treat each other like human beings? Like, why, you know, we're all Americans, whatever. To him, that sounds like, why can't we all, like, why can't I just be white and, like, what you know, why can't I just pretend you're white and we'll all just get along? Like, why don't you meet me where I'm comfortable um, to talk about these things? Or, you know, like, like, don't be yourself. Right. Be like me. Don't be yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I had thought about um, was, like, in the context of me thinking like, you know, like, especially the way we were raised, right? Like not really, you know, as ignorant as it sounds, but sort of being colorblind in a sense, you know, like feeling like race wasn't really a thing for us growing up with, um, as diverse of a family as, as we had, it didn't make a difference to us. Right. Um, It wasn't a thing in the sense of like, it wasn't, um, to me, I was aware that there was racism, but to me it was almost cartoonish. Like it was like, it seems so idiotic that someone would care to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but the, but for, but I had this realization of like, because we, we grew up with, I mean, we have two black brothers, we have three Korean sisters and two uh, brothers from India. And, like, but yeah, it never, it never mattered, but we were all, I mean, we're still like raised like a quote unquote, like a white family, you know? So I was thinking about that in the context of like, I grew up feeling like it was impossible for me to be racist. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. Like it just didn't make sense. Like I was, it, it wasn't, po- I mean, and I, and I, as I got older, I, I, you sort of feel and you sense different things pop up like different biases pop up and i recognize oh that was kind of racist or whatever like you have those kinds of thoughts as you get older and just what school does to you and all that shit and i was like before i didn't fucking care (laughs) (laughs) and uh go fuck yourself but like fucking but i still remember thinking like but i'm not i'm not racist i'm not you know whatever whatever but then i thought about like it is almost and I, 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 because I differentiated it from the, like, I have black friends argument, you know, which is ignorant of the saying, like, I can't be racist, I have black friends. Um, and in my head, you know, I'm saying, I can't be racist, I have, like, black family members, you know, like, my brothers are black, or my, you know, my sisters are Korean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But although, and, um, oh, go ahead. But it is, in a way, worse than the I have black friends argument to the degree that it's like saying it's because like 
Let, let's take uh, James. Read, read for the list. Shout out to uh, Black in Alaska. Black in Alaska, right? what up? So, what up? Check out their latest episode on Black Lives Matter. Um, but, it, so, basically, I mean, so James was raised in a white, by white parents, and he was raised with, well, at least within the household, the kind of, uh, his experience was sort of a white experience. Sure. Give or take, you know, as far give as... Give or take. I mean, yeah, we were Baha'i, we weren't Christian, but yeah, sure. Right, right. But, you know, the the kinds of... We're in Alaska. Or ...privileges we had indoors. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, there are, there were... It was odd in its own way, but it was definitely very comfortable for, for the most part, right? And so he didn't have... Like, it was so... What I'm saying is, is my judgment of of James in that regard is like, I can't be racist because my brother is black is, is, is a direct, um, judgment of just his skin color. You know what I mean? And not his experience, not the black experience. Like, of course he has sure. it when he's out in the world, he's walking while black, but you know, he wasn't raised in the ghetto or whatever, you know? So it's not like, right. You, not had, the you same hadn't been exposed thing. to the black culture. And so right. you, you just, you're associating James being black with, Therefore, this is the black culture, and I'm I'm fine with it. Therefore, I'm not a racist. Right. It's it's strictly based on the color of his skin, 100% based on the color of his skin, um, and how that. Whereas people would say I can't be racist because I have black friends. They're talking about their friends who do who have the whole the whole package, you know. So yeah, unless they're friends with James, um, mine is like one degree further. It's like Sam Harris's argument on uh, why Mormonism is one degree more ridiculous than just Christianity. It's like that one extra hoop to jump through. Um, sure. But I, so, I, I'm i just going to push yeah. back a little bit as far as the whole, sure. I, I'm not a racist because I have black friends. Um, I feel like that does help your, I mean, I feel like what, I'm not saying that you can't be a racist and have black friends, but if you are friendly with black people, that is, to me is good enough as far I mean as long as you're not actively putting your knees on the necks of black people but you still have black friends I'm saying like having a black friend is kind of a good barometer of whether or not you're probably racist or not and most people no, not I, I disagree not because not because you have a black friend and you can tolerate them but because of what you said about black culture and how you've now been exposed to it. And Morgan just went to the restroom and is leaving the door wide open to, for noise. Nice. Married uh, life. Married life. Married life. Um, so you – I lost my train of thought. If you have black friends – I've been exposed – sorry. Go ahead. Um, and you've been exposed to black culture – and say you enjoy it or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, most people who are racist don't have any idea what black... They have this cartoonish idea of how terrible black people are. And most people who are just, since children, have been told by their racist parents that black people are bad for this, this, and that. They just have this idea in their head of this of, of, a, of a devil, you know, or whatever it is, and they just have this 
feeling of their, them being lesser. Whereas if you actually are befriend black, if you actually go out and talk to black people and you actually know black people, you realize very quickly, at least I do, that although there's cultural differences, I mean, pretty much a hundred percent of humans are exactly the same. We all want the same shit. So, and you, mm-hmm. you very quickly realize that when you're talking to black people, that these people are just like you. Like, and it's, it's weird when, and when you get this weird idea, even for people who are not racist and they mean well, of black people being like, yeah, like they, they have like they're they cool they're, they're they can do all these things they can dance they can do they they they're really <laughs> fast whatever it is i just feel like as like them having that idea of being open to black people is not the same as actually embracing like a black person and seeing them as the individual that they are and realizing that, you know, it's like, you know, one black person and you can maybe get the idea that, Oh, I know a black guy. Yeah. It, it, it's it, all the tales are true. They, they do this, they do this and that. Once you start to get to know, you know, five black people, you start to realize, Oh, these are all very different individuals. <laughs> and you start to very quickly gather the data of, I'm more similar to say two out of those five black people than I am to fucking many of my white friends. And you just, it all starts to blend together and we're all fucking in this. And it starts the, the concept of your skin color being any sort of, uh, addition to who you are as a person just starts to get more and more ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I know I missed part of this conversation, but, um, you know, Alaska is a, pretty diverse place and i grew up in airport heights so uh early on uh, a significant portion of my friends were black or filipino or samoan or whatever uh, throughout you know forever like I feel like setting that foundation in fucking kindergarten where you know five of my best friends were black and I'd stay at their houses and you know like whatever they ate a little bit differently and that's pretty much all I noticed but so did (laughs) my white friends that I'd stay the night at their houses at um yeah, I just never, like, to me, being racist is to say literally the color of your skin, I already know that you're not as good of a person as me or something. Yeah, and I feel like since it's, yeah, such, it's a superiority thing, it's such a strong word, you know, racist, that I feel like it should only be used in cases where it's like, yeah, that person does feel that way as far as feeling that superiority over someone else because of something so meaningless. But like, if if someone has black friends, this is just against this argument. I'm not saying that they don't have racial, they can't have racial uh, ignorances and For such. Sure. But to then be like, 
because they have those to be like, this person is racist. I don't care if you have black friends. I just feel like that does a disservice to, to the word racism. And it's like, this is not your enemy. This is probably somebody who can be reasoned with, you know, this is probably someone who can, yeah. uh, be on your side who won't necessarily, uh, go out of his way to try and put the black race down, you know? So it's like, I just feel like to say that that person can still be racist. It's like, yeah, maybe, but I, it's a good indicator that they're probably not, you know? Right. But I do think that there are like, it's easy, especially, I mean, I feel like in the way that we were raised unintentionally, I mean, because you take our situation in a vacuum, and it's great, you know? Um, in a lot of ways, it still is great outside of that vacuum. But I feel like, like what I'm talking about, like with James, like thinking like, oh, you know, like not, not getting that, not getting the full scope of people's experiences, and how people's experiences are vastly different, um, and how uh, feeling like, like, because it becomes... It, it becomes a, a tricky thing. Like when you talk about things like affirmative action and whatnot, like you want more diversity in, in companies and, you know, but then, but then you have the counter argument of like, well, you want people to work hard. You want the best man for the job or whatever. And like, it's like parts of me agree with that idea, but also parts of me feel like, you know, people weren't given the same opportunities, uh, to become the quote unquote, like best man for the, the job or whatever, like for sure. Where do you begin? You know, like where I mean, where is the entry yeah. point of these? I mean, there's old money with white people that gives the not the majority, but like right. on average, definitely a lot more white families a, a huge leg up. Right, there's or no they old have money their their yeah. parents have the means to support their kid who can do extracurriculars, or who can mm-hmm. uh, who don't have to help support their families. Or, you know, I don't know, yeah. various other things. There's a endless right, and list that's of yeah. I mean, that's it's that's more of the, a poverty, know, systemic, systemic poverty if, issue than it's a hundred percent a poverty right, well, yeah, issue. Take, it's it, it's if black people didn't right, have which their, which their starting been, point. I know, I know. If black people didn't have the yeah, start exactly. the late starting point that they did, they wouldn't have the same poverty issues because they started from absolutely like okay we free the slaves but now you're starting from absolute zero it's going to be very fucking hard and well, not it, even then there was segregation and you know that's true yeah you're still starting way behind right. the gun and 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 the systems against you mm-hmm. and so all these things of of right and none of these things that's the point though is like none of these things have gone away none of the systems they're still we're still building off of the the foundation of the same system well that's what i, I kind of want to be I don't want to say none of them have gone away. I mean, there has been progress, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying that I'm just saying there has been some progress. Okay. Just, if you want to fucking spin the wheel (laughs) to be like, okay, you're going to be a black man. What year do you want to live in? You choose now. (laughs) Okay. I'm just, (laughs) of course, of course. I'm just, maybe not, maybe 2014 is a good starting. It's okay. This seems a little bit better, but because things are getting a little crazy, Mm -hmm. but I mean, just yeah. things are better than ever, and but everything's relative. So of course, you 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 
didn't live the life of a slave and then all of a sudden are living in today's America and be like, whoa, I don't give a fuck if there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. This is way better. You don't get that. It's all relative. So I can understand how yeah. it still feels outrageously unfair in lots of situations. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm for the cause, okay? But what can I as a white male do, Jamal? You got to have these conversations with your... That's another thing is, uh, the, you know, the, uh, everybody's saying, um, yeah, like, racism isn't a, a, a black person's problem. Isn't black people's problem. Of course it's a white not. problem. <laughs> it's, it's our issue to fix. We fucking started it. I know. We well, that's the crazy... It's like... you having these conversations. It's, it's if, if the black community rises up and they say there's a problem here and there's protests and then in response a bunch of white people say no you're wrong like we can't do this this and that it's like homies <laughs> they're living in your like these are people that you have to live with so even out of self-interest you can at least acknowledge that there's some upset people let's try to work something out you know this whole idea of like they're overreacting is just uh is insane it's it's you have to when an overwhelming majority of a group of people say that there's a problem you have to at least hear them out and hopefully come to a compromise in some such way for the for sure, sake of but living the fact in a that it's community. taking this much right is i mean that's the problem that is a big part of the problem is that it's taking this much to get an inch of justice right right but that's just is, the way shit is it, I it mean, exposes it's, how it's not white fair that's the way shit is it's, it's things will the status quo is maintained unless it's upsetting it's something disrupts it enough to change it i mean how I, i'm just saying like there's no other things just you can wish all you want that things but if as long as corporations are making their money they're not going to shift, which is why they do all the whole Black Lives Matters thing now, because they don't want negative press, which I think is funny. Like, they could do more, even. Like, Amazon, I turn on my yeah. fire stick, and they say, we acknowledge the black experience, and, and we support Black Lives Matter. And then I can just scroll over to my Netflix app and turn that on. If Amazon was really wanted to <laughs> make a fucking stance, they could be like, your shit doesn't work until... A, B, and C demands are met, then I feel like people will be like, yeah. I can't get my Amazon packages. <laughs> like, right. Okay, let's fucking do something. <laughs> do it for a day. But Amazon's like, well, that's a day of profit mm-hmm. that I, I don't, we don't really want to give up. Yeah. And it's all, and it's all finger pointing. Like, I mean, that's well, why, it's like, like why is it Amazon's job? And then it's like, yeah. oh, why is it Walmart's job? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's until we start. It's until we stop seeing things as like us and them and start seeing things as we all live in a community. It's just hard to feel that way because now we live in big cities where fuck my neighbor, you know? So it's hard to be like, we are living in a community where we should support one another. And you would have hoped that a, yeah. a, something like a pandemic would help everyone realize that like, Hey, I don't want to get you sick. I will stay home and, it it would help with that whole community thing, but I don't know. It's I I mean I can 
empathize or sympathize or whatever with people who can't feel that way because yeah i mean i mean i care about morgan a whole lot and i want her to be safe and stuff but i don't really know the guy across the street from me very well but <laughs> I, I care less about him you know but <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know yeah well so you guys um I don't know how much of this you guys are aware of with the with the protests and stuff and and uh are you aware of like the rioting and the the looting and all mm-hmm. that? Have you heard anything about the, that stuff? Sure. Um, yeah. What have you guys heard about that? I, I sure know that Ryan Sickler's brand new podcast studio got looted. I know that the firehouse got set on fire in Minneapolis. I know that in Denver it was a situation downtown Denver. Um, I I mean, yeah, that's pretty much no. I just I know, I know it's happening, and I know that like there's lots of controversy over these are police are beating up protesters and letting the looters loot, right, and destroying these small yeah. There's a lot of that going on that are diversely owned but again i mean what's going to go viral a, a police officer arresting a looter who's breaking the law or a police officer beating the shit out of an innocent protester so it's it's hard to there's no there's no real data and obviously you shouldn't see any of that happening as far as a police officer beating somebody who's just standing there or <laughs> and peacefully protesting you shouldn't see any of that so each officer that does that and gets filmed deserves to be put on blast um here's the thing like Another thing they're doing is so there's there's a bunch of videos I've seen where that is a lot of the case. Like there are people who are black and are looting, but there's a lot of like these like white anarchist or like white supremacist people who are dressing in all black and smashing cop cars. It's all of for, course you know to of course it's all going to get blamed on the Black Lives Matter movement. And but there's a video of police destroying their own cars, um, spray painting "fuck 12" on it. Um, and, uh, there's videos, uh, and that's not even the worst of it. It's just something that's super fucked up that's going on right now is a lot of police doing this, destroying property, um, when they think no one's watching and, and, uh, I mean, yeah, laying out bricks just, for the way it's built, tempting people to throw them and the way it's built, it's, it's, it's so easy to, to do stuff like that. It's so easy to let the looters loot because then it gives you justification to shut protests down and, and so on. It's, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. And the whole them blocking off one side of a protest and then waiting for the curfew to fucking come and then come yeah. charging in on the other side. And it's like, we can't leave because you guys are blocking off both ends of a street. It's just yeah. that that no, sort of stuff is of ridiculous. Someone... It's all sad, man. I mean, I don't there's know. There's a video. It's, it's fucking depressing. It's, it's so sad. And there's a video. It's fucking horrific of... of I think it's right when curfew hits and there's a black couple in their car. They're driving away. Um, and a cop just runs up. He's in, like, full fucking, like, military gear. Runs up to the passenger side of the car. Knocks on, like, on their window. They're sort of driving slowly. Like, they're sort of, like, behind a couple of cars. And knocks on their door, like, tells them to open the door or whatever. She won't do it. So he starts just yanking, yanking on the, the door to get it open. She complies. She opens it up. Doesn't even give her a chance to, like, 
get out just starts pulling on her like yanking her and then like probably seven other of these like military grade cops come up to the driver's side smash uh the driver's window open tase him while he's in his seat like and at first in the video it looks like he's just sitting there really calmly and then you realize he's fucking like unconscious and being tased and then they rip the door open and they rip him out of the car start beating him like it's just like what the fuck was that like it it doesn't make any fucking sense and there's like a news crew right there like watching the whole thing happen and they don't give a fuck um yep yeah it's uh it's enraging it's fucking disgusting i mean you can watch those videos all day jamal but yeah i mean i don't know man you can either I feel like sitting at either you can get upset about it. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. Obviously you're not. You're just fucking relaying the information here, but there is a poison to consuming this sort of stuff. Of course. And just watching over and over the bad things that are happening in the, in the world. Cause that shit's always going to be going on. If there's a cause that, motivates you to do something about it then yeah you can take action and i uh would recommend doing act you know think globally act locally for those who want right i mean that's part of the that's part of the fucked up thing right is these are american citizens and these are american police officers it's like what the what is happening right now this is a fucking civil war man like (laughs) it's crazy absolutely crazy yeah. And um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's super fucked up. And I, and I don't know what to do about it. I've donated. Um I've I, I mean it's hard for me to go out and do protests because uh of COVID and uh Nicole is immuno immunocompromised, so it would be irresponsible for me to go out and potentially catch COVID and then and then she dies. So that would be bad. Um but I feel, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do personally, other than that's why I, I mean it feels important to talk about it on the podcast. It feels like that's one thing that can be done. Um, sure. But it's fucking, it's fucking, so sad. It's and and uh, I'm fucking furious. Um, I watched. Um, I rewatched Black Klansman. After watching Malcolm X. Yeah. Another Spike Lee. And? Denzel Washington's son. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, John David Washington. That's cool. Um, He's known as a... see. He doesn't pull me in quite like Denzel does, but, I mean, let's not... No, let's, not, not I don't want to try to put him in, in that <laughs> sort of a shadow here, but... <laughs> um, no. Also, voting... Is something you can do as an individual since our fucking whatever person with the with the hair is. Who are you talking about, Becky with the good hair? Yep. 
is uh, she's talking about just as bad as anyone you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's definitely not helping. He's anything. also inciting violence. <laughs> oh no, he's he's a big instigator of the whole thing. Of course, he's dude. Saying, of like, course, you know, he's okay, an he's, that's his fucking brand. No, did you guys see what he did at the? There's so there's a church. There's a peaceful protest going out on outside of this church in in D.C. and uh, for some reason, he decides he wants to get a fucking photo op in front of this church. So he brings in a bunch of police officers and he tear gassed them just so he could come through and hold up this Bible, really just sort of like shruggingly, like, oh, I'm holding this fucking Bible. He looks like a fucking retard, man. He's fucking holding this piece of shit book that he doesn't fucking believe in anyways. And he's, uh, you know, in front of this fucking church. And just for to get a picture, tear gasses this, this entire group of people who weren't doing fucking anything. I mean, it's, um, he's really. I mean, it's re- the president. It's fucking. <laughs> like, it's pretty. God damn. I mean, I really. This is where I can really get on my soapbox, and this is why I have had to cut myself off from the news, is because I went down this hole. Well, it's it's the ultimate sort of uh, brain fuck for me because it's so fucking hilarious, like, <laughs> <laughs> but. Of course, it's awful. Like, it's not like I hope he keeps doing it because he's making me laugh. That's that's not what it is. But it, it is like it's hilarious because because it's so impossible what's happening. I guess I mean I find outrageous yeah. shit humorous. <laughs> and this is right up that alley. <laughs> but um, of course, I mean it's not like I would trade. Like, yeah, I w- I want him to keep being president to entertain me. It's not that at all. It's just how can you not find when he does something so blatantly, like unprecedentedly stupid for the position that he holds, to not find that just laughable. And I mean, laughing at him, you know, yeah. and not like, man, this guy is a jokester. Right. And he's, it's definitely all laugh, like laughing at how absolutely, almost like absolutely mortified I would be if I did any of the things he did. Any and then, then I watched that video of myself. Yeah. I would be like, oh my God, that's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Anyway. Anyways. Black Check out our podcast pick. It's uh, This week we got Jamal in blackface for the <laughs> podcast pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get canceled, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just fucking career will be over. No, it's Jamal's dick pick. Actually, is what we were. Is I'm I'm not even joking. Oh, thank God. Uh, thank it, God. I mean, Jamal is a white dick. Let's put it that way. So that's why that will be the podcast pick this week. Uh, Jamal, I don't know. You want to get a little history on the picture here? Um, it's my dick. It's a nice dick. It's um, I really like the. My favorite part is the is would I would say would be the head. I'm very proud of the head. How did you make the um, head? It's just a beanie. Okay. It's just <laughs> a pink beanie. I found that just I bought all of the supplies. This is my Halloween costume one year. This this past Halloween actually. Um, but I just bought pants that were I don't even remember what size they were, but they were fucking huge. Um, and they're corduroy. I thought that was a nice texture for a ball sack. <laughs> for some reason, I felt like that was nice, a nice touch. You can't really get that from the picture necessarily, but um, and then I stuffed pillows 
where my shins are. So those are the balls. So my legs are the scrote. And then I'm wearing a, uh, a uh, beige, you know, tannish beige uh, turtleneck for the, the, uh, the uncircumcised factor. Which, again, I don't know how much that comes through. It's more of the conceptual. Um, and then I found this... I was like, what am I going to do for the for the head? And they just happened to have this fucking picture-perfect dickhead beanie at, <laughs> at Val... I got it all at Valley Village. And, uh, and, yeah. So I hope you enjoy. Check it out. Dope, dope, and dope. Uh, continuing the... the blackness here we also watched sure let's um, get back to it i am not your negro oh i so did i and i did not well morgan saw about half of it she fell asleep but which i can totally understand i mean when you say narrated by samuel l jackson that's not really what i expect (laughs) it's kind of a he talks in a very subdued (laughs) way i didn't even know it was him until the credits i didn't notice that (laughs) until the I was like, wait, fuck, wait, what? I had to like go. That's understandable. I mean, it doesn't really sound like him. Yeah, I guess that is him. Yeah, yeah. Very soft, softly spoken, Sam Jack. Softly spoken. I will say, I mean, it wasn't what I expected. The movie. I thought it was going to be a documentary about James Baldwin, and it was just sort of going over those thirty pages Mm -hmm. of notes that he did about Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., and I forget the third guy's name because he's not Uh, as famous. (laughs) Medgar Evers, is that right? <laughs> That's close. Um, but I will say, yeah, I really enjoyed the scenes where James Baldwin is talking. Like the, I, I enjoy all that shit. Yeah. And there's a there's a debate. I nailed it. Uh, he did. Huh? Medgar Evers. Oh, nice, dude. His name is Medgar Evers. Nailed it. Well done. Um, thank you. That makes up for the, your blackface. Uh, so, thanks. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. There's a debate you can watch it on YouTube of James Baldwin and debating William F. Buckley, who is a very famous conservative. And apparently, James Baldwin uh, is just like a fucking master debater. You know, I'm just is very. I haven't watched it. I have it queued up. And I'm definitely going to watch it because I enjoy watching him speak. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's like a, apparently a regular Sam Harris when it comes to tearing down this Buckley man. Yeah. So I can't wait to watch that. Uh, Morgan also watched, uh, what's it called? Seabrig? Seaberg? Yeah, about Gene Seaberg, uh, which. Unbeknownst to me, I watched this the morning after we watched Malcolm X, and um, like the first one of the first scenes is her on an airplane in first class, and this guy uh, Jamal Hakeem comes running up and is making <laughs> a big scene about how he has we you have Malcolm X's new widow sitting back there and blah, 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 you got plenty of seats up here. It makes big stink about it. Anyway, the whole story is about her and her support. Uh, you know, she gets involved with this, uh, with Brother Hakeem, Jamal Hakeem, uh, <laughs> who is, you know, leading, leading brother, <laughs> brother Malcolm's uh, legacy here. And um, 
and just so her it pretty much is a sequel movie. to Malcolm X that takes place right after. Yeah, I mean it's mostly about oh, her wow. and and the, and the FBI is starring Kristen Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> and the FBI's uh, <laughs> illegal um, surveillance and investigation and and intentional uh, slander to prevent. Uh, you know, to keep to keep this uh, movement kind of not not on the up and up. Sounds great. You enjoyed it. Is that yeah? It was, I mean, it was fine. Good performances. What's it called again? Seaberg. Okay. Um. And then yeah, did you have did you watch any other movies, Jamal? I did. I watched a couple others. I watched um, uh, In the Heat of Night or In the Heat of the Night. I can't remember how which it is. Um, which is a nineteen. I want to say the nineteen sixties, maybe the nineteen late nineteen fifties. I don't know. Um, movie classic movie. Uh, starring Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier. Um, which I'd never seen any of his movies. I'd always heard of him. But, um, you never heard? You never, never seen, seen any uh, of his films? Who's Coming to Dinner? Guess who's coming to dinner? No, I've only seen the Bernie Mac version. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Ashton Kutcher Vessel. Um, <laughs> um, but it was very good. It's about... Uh, have you guys seen it? No. No, I've not. Uh, it's it's about uh, Sidney Poitier plays a uh, um, a black uh, like homicide detective. He's like an expert, and he happens to just be rolling through, like visiting his mom in this really small white sort of rural uh, town. And uh, they end up there's a murder that night, and then the, the cops arrest him just because he's black, basically, and they decide that he's the He's the he was the murderer or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "I'm a fucking cop," and then he ends up helping them try to solve the case and shit. And it's about his his relationship with the police chief, how they become sort of friends through uh, throughout this case. But um, how from the beginning he's like, "Fuck you," because you're black, basically. Yeah, but do you, um, but do you recognize that how, how you having a black a friend can help? loosen up your racism of course <laughs> of course <laughs> but it's the have you guys you i'm sure you guys have heard uh the uh the quote they call me mr tibbs yeah does that sound familiar to you yeah that's from that movie word yeah he plays mr Tibbs. that's always nice when you watch an old movie and then, and then you get a little bit a little nugget of shit I was like, oh, okay. I'm in the know now. I'm in the know. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was very good. It is very good. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime if you guys want to check it out. Uh, And then I also watched uh, Blind Spotting. Mm -hmm. Now. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Well, I've seen it. Blind Spotting. I don't know how long ago you watched it. How long ago would you say you watched it, Jordan? Uh, maybe a year ago. I watched it right after I watched The Hate You Give, which we can talk about that as well. Sure. 
Um, but I felt like a lot of the acting in it was good, and there's a lot of like like good points that are made and in a kind of a cool way and stuff and and whatnot. And the filmmaking's pretty good as far as you know, as far as the technical side of things go. It's it's pretty good. Uh-huh. I mean, but the main character, the main actor. I found to be pretty lackluster of an actor. He's um, he well, he's like a fucking music guy. What's his name? To yeah, Diggs but I mean, he's been in other movies too. He's an actor too. Yeah, of course. But I feel like he's more of like he, I almost feel like he's in the Lin Manuel Miranda sort of lane, you know, where he like he does his rap thing. He's probably like mm-hmm. a, in lots of plays and shit too. I bet it's probably where he got to start. Mm. That's the vibe I get from him. So I feel I'm just saying I feel like he, he's like a, a lot of the, like emotional kind of scenes. He's a what? Like a theater actor kind of guy. Oh, yeah. It's a very... But I mean, I don't know. Just a lot of the emotional scenes where he's supposed to be like crying or like on the verge of tears or even some of his like angry scenes. Like he does like playful really well for the most part. Like, oh, he's just joking around with his buddies. <laughs> he can do that, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? But his acting, which is just too bad, because overall I feel like it had a lot going for it. What? Um, how did you feel about the white guy? But I thought the white. What do you mean? I thought his he acting. was. I thought he was pretty funny. His acting, I think, is. I mean, it was all right. I felt like it was better than than uh, the main character's acting. He was definitely more of a character, um, you know. So I feel like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas, yeah, he's almost like the wacky guy and um, the main character is playing the straight man, so he's more subdued. Right. Until the end. Right. But, but mm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought definitely at times it is sort of slumped, and maybe for that reason, maybe because he didn't grab me mm-hmm. with his performance. But, I mean, l- let me just tell you, it was widely improved. Like, it was so much – I probably enjoyed it so much more because I watched it after The Hate You Give. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I was just in a mood to watch those sort of films, and I was like, what sort of sh- what sort of, sort of shit yeah. like this have I missed out on that I, I want to watch? And I watched The Hate You Give first because it, it was very high, highly critically acclaimed, and – I mean, I feel like you, if you started watching the movie, you know exactly how the movie's going to play out. It's the story of a girl mm-hmm. who cried a river and drowned the whole world, you know? Mm-hmm. And she looks so um, sad in photographs. I don't know. I absolutely love her when she smiles. Do, 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 do. I don't know if you get the reference, Jamal. I absolutely do. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to tell with you, man, because you are a young and Message received. Anyways, it's a story of a girl who uh, uh, who goes to a white school, um, a, a predominantly white school, but lives in the ghetto, you know, when it's one of those kind of situations. And so she code switches, you know. She goes from acting like I'm around my, my black family so I can act like this way, but when I go to white school, I have to behave in a different way. And people touch my hair, mm-hmm. and it's funny, and it's very, it's very on the nose. The whole movie about letting you know every step of the way that this is a very 
different sort of life she's living, which is the point the movie's trying to make, so whatever. And she has a white boyfriend and stuff. And But when she goes to parties, she goes to the black neighborhood parties. And what ends up, and there's another kid at the black neighborhood who want to, who they have a history with, and he kind of really likes her. And he's like, huh? and she's like, I have a boyfriend, whatever. And he's like, come on, me. Anyways, he's really nice to her. And then they drive away from the party, and uh, a cop pulls them over, and the cop ends up shooting the black kid, and she witnesses the whole thing or whatever. And so it's sort of. Mm-hmm. It it gets uh, a little bit heated from there, you know. She's very much the 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 girl who plays uh, the girl, <laughs> the the main character. She's not she's not bad. <laughs> she's she's a very good actress. It's the remaining characters and the whole tone of the movie, which I did not enjoy. Which is like a it plays like a soap opera. It's like one of those, and I feel like I see it common in some black films, and it's it's like the difference between. Um, a movie that's like this is a black movie and a movie like moonlight where it's like this is a good movie mm-hmm. starring black people you know <laughs> like it's like i feel like there's right, a lot right. of movies where there's this weird like it's almost like they're using theater actor black people to play these roles and you can feel it like the soap operaness of the acting and mm-hmm. A lot of it is just too on the nose and they're not treating there. It's basically, it's, it's plot. It's a plot driven movie and not a character driven movie. It's the difference between the two, you know, whereas I felt like blind spotting is more, it's sort of character driven, or at least it was by comparison. That's why it felt like a breath of fresh air. Like, Oh yeah, I forget. Like, no, this is how you actually make movies where it's like, these are characters. You said you didn't really enjoy the main character. I felt like I, in by comparison, he felt a lot more real than sure. all the characters I just saw. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like it's not like every character in the movie is a stereotypical like, oh, this is the person who is this, and this is the person who is that. This is a villain. This is the right. this is the racist cop who's like so blatantly racist and 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 that's fine if you want to make a story like that but i mean it happens to them multiple times where it's like this is not this is like you're almost like combining lots of people's stories into one to make several points of like beat you over the head Mm -hmm. and i'm like this is not how you like change minds this is like this is a movie for people who already agree with you is what this is not for mm-hmm. showing real people right. and real situations and and providing that sort of empathy that a, a movie should provide. Like in Blind Spotting, where it's like, I mean, not no spoiler, but there's a cop who shoots somebody, and uh, basically, you don't see that cop for most of the movie, but when you do see him, mm-hmm. he's not just like, yeah, I shot that kid, you know, whatever. He's visibly yeah, broken right, up, like, like probably how somebody who killed someone else probably would be. And, and being after being blasted on the news and having pretty much your life ruined for having yeah. been the, the subject of a very controversial police shooting. Like the cop's life isn't shown as a cartoon, you know, it's like even though he's in the wrong, it doesn't mean he's going to act like he's a villain, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I felt like right. they did, they just did things like that. 
in a more honest way. I agree. But yeah. Then we watched uh, Husbands and Wives, the Woody Allen movie. Sure did. I was able to stay awake for that one right after. I don't think I've seen through. that. I I had never seen it. Uh, I I've queued up a bunch of Woody Allen movies now. Um, nice. So we're definitely. I'm gonna at least try to get through. Do like one a week, maybe. Yeah. At least. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I think it was a great movie. Um, His movies are so fucking good. Yeah. And so it's like. All the all of these lesser known ones too that I, I, you know, of course, like I was aware of Annie Hall and Manhattan and and, and his yep. newer ones, and so those are, those are the ones I've seen. But like he's had so much more that I'm sure that people who grew up with Woody Allen are aware of, but me being a later generation yeah. just wasn't. And so I'm glad. Have to, you seen you Broadway, guys, Danny Rose? I haven't, but it's in the queue. Good. Uh, that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to watch all of these, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. the The tough part is Woody Allen has been uh, somewhat blacklisted. I feel somewhat ostracized from the so. There's really none of them are on Netflix. Some of them might be. I know a couple of mm. them are on Prime, even though he has. I think Midnight in Paris is. Yeah, and I know his newest one, Wonder Wheel, is an Amazon Prime movie. Like they produced it and. Then yeah, I think so. I think Cafe Society might be the same way, uh, which I haven't seen. Cool, I haven't seen either of those. But then Amazon has since fired, or as they have uh, broken the contract. They had a fucking five movie deal or something with Woody Allen. They broke it because of the backlash, the re uprising of his allegations. So they dropped him, and now Woody Allen is suing them because of his book. Uh, no, it was before because of the whole. Because Dylan Farrow came out with a thing. Oh, because of the the Me Too movement. And, and then, yeah, gotcha. Me Too movement. And so then it's sort of like, why are you ignoring Woody Allen and all this? You know, Ronan Farrow bringing that to the forefront. Mm. And so they're like, oh, a fear for backlash. They break the contract mm. with them, drop them. And now Woody Allen is suing them, I'm pretty sure, because they broke the contract. <laughs> this is the contract. Mm. Um and uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say, I mean, I fucking, I mean, I'm on Woody Allen's side. I finished the book, and he revisits it at the end of the book, the whole thing, because it gets, I mean, recently it gets brought back up, the whole thing. And um, mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny that he talks about a lot of people who uh, um, had his back, and like during the whole thing, and uh, just to bring this whole full uh circle or figure eight or i don't know how this would even be but uh blake lively <laughs> from blake lively episode. defended him so, <laughs> so oh wow back to to that i mean tons of people defend him alec baldwin defended him i mean like lots of people are uh on his side on in this whole thing but i just thought, thought it was funny wow. that he mentioned blake lively and i was like hey oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so can't wait to watch more of those. Yeah, like I said, I finished his book, and then I after that I read Lord of the Flies, which I had never read. Oh, but wow. it's, a, it's a popular young mm -hmm. adult book that probably a lot of people read in their school years. I just I missed it, so I was like, let me hop back, clap back, read that, and I I have to say uh, it's probably too a little too late for me to really appreciate it. You know, <laughs> it's a. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's not a bad book by any means. And, and it was probably hurt by the printing of it. I got a print that you would generally see in a classroom where it's like as soon as I opened it I was like I'm I mean of course when I read it I was like whoa like novel when you read it back when you were in school like yeah yeah yeah, like middle school or whatever like ooh, cool cool concept right of like these boys who are left to govern themselves and it's or whatever, but yeah. but just the 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 publication of it, mm. the, the printing of it, I was like, God damn, this seems like a book that they give you in school, where it's just like, it just seems like a school book, like it looks like it's gonna be right. It's mass produced, so yeah, they can have thirty copies in the classroom, yeah. sort of paperback, cheap. Mm-hmm. So that sort of it doesn't give you that feel. Like a lot of books can be. Uh, can immerse you more just by the way it's printed, the way the book feels mm-hmm. in your hands. And this one doesn't do anything to help help you there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's I can understand it. Be, I mean, this fucking mo- book came out in the 1950s, so I'm sure it was very controversial or whatever back in the day and very like, oh, for young adults to read. And as a, as a younger person reading it, I can see being more seeing yourself in the characters or whatever, because you're that age as well. Mm-hmm. But me reading it now as an adult, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can see its merits of of these children who govern themselves and it turns into total fucking a- anarchy. Um, but there's just certain things about it, like there's like a lot of side characters. Like there's the main character, Ralph, and then there's also other, there's other key characters Piggy. Uh, Piggy and Jack. Jack uh, is the one I remember. Yeah, he's the bad one. Yeah. But uh, then, but then, the, I like mo- books where while I'm reading them, I can just see the whole thing play out. And this book, I just was having a real hard time picturing, like, what's going on as far as the players involved because they never tell you how many kids there are. And there's mm. always kids that show up later in the book that – it's like you're watching Lost and they introduce a new character <laughs> who is just there the whole time you know, on the island. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and they just call, like, because there's a bunch of, like, younger, like, five-year-olds. They just call them the little ones. And uh, there's an infinite amount of them. No, no one knows how many little ones there are, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, like, they're just fucking ants. But so that's, that's sort of, like, I don't know, kind of turned me off just all these side characters that I'm like, do I need to pay attention to any of these like feeding the main character mm-hmm. characters. I mean, and then the character name, I mean, we were talking, we were just talking about black people in general. I mean, all the names of these characters are just the whitest of the white. First of all. Oh, it's for sure. First of all, Ralph, well, they're, they're, they're all British. They're British. Oh, are they? Kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I guess predominantly white, but Ralph and Robert, can we agree? Those are the same name. You have to have a character <laughs> named Ralph and a character named Robert. Come on. <laughs> The same name. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack. I never knew it. There's, I guess there's like, I feel like Jack, there might be, like Jack Johnson. He's a black boxer. There's, <laughs> he's also a very, also old, a very white, white singer. That's true. <laughs> so for every black Jack, you get a, you get 50 white Jacks. Um, and you'll get a white Jack. For every with the same black exactly. Jack, you get a Jack Black. <laughs> 
Nice. Ooh, I was going to make a reference to a Ooh. red jack. Way to jack back. As in a, as in a deck of cards. Fuck yak. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> we'll wait for you, bud. Okay, but all this to say, I mean, we're we talking we're talking about all the regular stuff. We did a whole big thing on Black Lives Matter. Um, oh, it's very supportive. We all are. We did the things we usually do. We talk about movies. We talk about books. We talk about uh, movies. Uh, <laughs> more movies. <laughs> but. All this to say, I mean, what I'm really trying to get at is the Sofa Saga that I think that we need to tell, the story of the Sofa Saga. Let's tell it. This is what I've, this is what, this is the, I mean, we got a doozy again for you this week, everybody. I mean, this story, let me just say this. If I, if we were recording this the day that the Sofa Saga occurred, We'd ha- I'd have three hours on the Sofa Saga. Yeah, you've had a, l- a little bit of time. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, but it's, marinate. it's, it's, let's just, let's just get into it. Okay, go for it. Okay. So, All right. Wait, hold on. Before you do that, who? Um, let us pause. Tease. I really hate pausing, I gotta, but we can do it. <laughs> I gotta, I have to piss so fucking bad. Okay, well, I, I'll talk to Morgan. Just don't, just keep your shit recording. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Morgan knows the Sofa Saga, so we will wait for Jamal to, to begin here. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Seaberg, huh? Seaberg, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which Woody Allen movie would you like to watch next? I would have to look at a list. Do you have a – can you give me three to choose from? <sighs> the thing is, I really, I really, really want to watch Annie Hall again. Okay. But I don't want that to be next or even next, next. Maybe next, next, next. Wow. Okay. Because, I mean, it's widely regarded as his best movie ever. And I don't know if we wanted to start there and, okay. and go. Not to say that it's going to guaranteed be your favorite out of all of them. I've but. seen it. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. Lobsters. But do you remember the movie? I remember the lobsters. Okay. Is that no, it? I don't remember the movie. What about, uh, we can watch Manhattan. Okay. Okay, Manhattan. Uh, um, Wonder Wheel. Mm-hmm. Or The Front. What's that? It's about uh, the blacklisting that occurred during the McCarthyism era. Ooh. A comedy on that. Oh. What's Wonder Wheel about? I don't know. I hear that it's very similar to, it sort of, it has a streetcar named Desire Vibes, which Blue Jasmine did as well. And because that's his favorite fucking, I read about all in his book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a huge uh, Tennessee Williams fan, uh, the okay. author of, of A Streetcar Named Desire. So that's what he tried to do with Blue Jasmine. And then people say that Wonder Wheel is very similar to Blue Jasmine. Okay. Too similar, they say. But he, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested in watching Manhattan. Okay. We can watch Manhattan. I was going to like try and jump between movies that star him and movies that don't star him okay. for his movies, just to alternate. But we don't I have will to do leave that. it in your hands. We don't uh, have to do cause that. Because I'm not passionate. Uh 
about the the order. Okay. With the Phoenix. I'm not. I don't have a jet set idea. Oh, part of it is also like not all of them are easily available. Some of them aren't even available on Amazon. I don't know how we're. You gonna can't watch rent them, them through Amazon. Yeah. Oh, wow. some of them are just completely unavailable. Okay. So that's going to be tricky. Um. You purchase them. I don't know how we'd watch them. How would you watch something that's not on Amazon nowadays? Good question. Is, yeah, I guess buy them a hard on copy DVD? of it. They don't really seem like Blu-ray worthy movies. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing is, I wouldn't want to watch it in the same way we saw Goodfellas, where you the could probably buy them in. on iTunes. Maybe. That's probably. I don't know how we would then watch it on our TV. Then uh, we'd have to get like an Apple I. TV. I feel like you have done it in the past, though, where you've Chromecasted too. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I've Chromecast iTunes. I've Chrome. I can Chromecast Media Player. Or no, something. Uh, the Chrome Google. All right, Chrome. I'm back. All right. All right. Okay, so. Diving right in. Me and Morgan bought a sectional sofa. And we looked through, I don't know, 9,000 couches. Every couch. Just visually, because in the pandemic era, you can't go and sit down on a couch, you know? It's a real slog. So we're looking through couches, and that is a tough purchase to make, like, without being able to sit on it, you know? Or even see it. So it's like, fuck, we have no idea. This, we don't know anything. But we're going to... And then, but all we know is we want to get a nice couch and having your hopes up high in the quarantine era is not, is not good because it's like, fuck, now you're going to be worried that you just like, it's almost like you're like, I want to at least spend this amount of money because mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm getting it's at quality. Least good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we ended up getting a kind of a dealio couch. Yeah. Kind of a starter couch. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's not cheap. Well, it's it's, it's cheap five rel- couches to, in one, so I mean, yeah, it has a is it called a chase or a chassis? A chase. Chase. Okay, <laughs> the fucking the end of a couch that just how would you even describe it? It's like a um. How would you describe a, a chase? chase a chase lounge is a is a is a. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. It's the end of a couch that's a little bit longer, kind of almost like, like you can a put your feet up chair, and there's no arms on it. Well, there's an arm. There's on one it. arm. There's an arm. It's like it's like an arm with like a but stick. You can stick your legs straight out. Yeah, it's it's a seat that's a little bit longer than the rest of the couch, and it's only on the end of the couch. Yeah, it's a chase. And it's C-H- a common a common piece of furniture. C H A I S E. So, so this couch has that. It has, uh, um, it's it's. It would, we finally found one that we're like, okay, we're gonna pull the trigger on this because the review the reviews are great. The dimensions are the on, dimensions on point. On point. It's really the only couch we found that fit our dimensions perfectly, and it had everything we wanted. And it was cheap enough, and the reviews were all positive. So we're like, we're going to take a chance. We're going to take a chance on this couch. So we ordered it. And it takes a month and a half to get here. Mm -hmm. And um, fast forwarding to... The delivery. The delivery, which was, was it? Saturday Saturday. morning, 8 a.m. Saturday morning, first thing in the morning. I have not eaten breakfast yet. They arrive. Ding dong. 
Now I'm thinking, now we got a couch before. The one that Morgan is laying on now. Mm. And it's just a regular old couch. It's, a, it's, it's kind a, of a cheap couch. Yeah, small couch. And it came in pieces that I had to fasten together. Like I actually had to build it, sort of. And uh, it just came in one box about the size, like about belly button high, <laughs> I'd say. And then, I don't know, like three feet wide. Like it came in a pretty manageable box just a big old box so there's one box this couch did not come it's a sectional so the sections are are taken apart but the each the large section there's one large section which is probably which is four four wide no, it's like a so it's a sofa size because it's the sofa that goes on this. The main main part of the couch uh, has a sectional component added word. onto it to make it elongated. So those are broken up. Okay. So those are the, actually the easiest pieces. Mm-hmm. The hardest piece is the the uh, the sofa that attaches to that side to add on to like to make it the L shape. Um. But yeah, we fucking we're like okay, we get the first piece up. Uh, one of the smaller pieces. I think we take the chase up. Just whatever. It's yep. fine. We get to the fucking big piece. Right, let's do the big piece. Yeah. It's outside because they can't fit it. In, Wayfair in delivery. The they're not allowed to, because of the coronavirus, they're not allowed to help you move anything. They're leaving it on your front doorstep for you to fuck with. So I'm like, come on, Morgan, we can do this. And Morgan's like, uh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, we'll get, we'll make it happen. It might be heavy. It might be hard, but we got this. We fucking, I swivel it. It's up on its side. It's up on, it's sticking straight up in the air, erect. (laughs) And so I swivel it. Okay. And then eventually, now it's really, it's kind of hard to explain because of the, our entryway. The door is not lined up with the stairs. It's a little offset. So it's a little bit of like a, a squeeze in drag in to like get it to just sort of make that bend from the door up into the stairway and finally we get it i mean it's hard to really express the struggle that we're going through at this at this point we're just sort of you know i'm i'm already kind of breaking a sweat i mean oh by the way it's 95 degrees outside so when the door is <laughs> open it's a heater mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and yeah and we've moved two pieces which weren't difficult but you know like this piece but it's not like we were just carrying them like morgan is not just like lifting it and we're just like walking them up the stairs they're kind of clunky and they're not in boxes by the way i mean there's cardboard sort of like bend it around it and there's saran wrap so it's kind of a clunk mcgunk and so but this particular piece (laughs) is it's very large it's very it's you can't you can't just fit it through the doorway when we first put it in it's like we had to like tilt it forward it's not like while it's sitting erect we can just sort of like move it into the door no we had to like bend it down and now it's sort of laying down and we're trying to then once we get it past the doorway which took some just some force uh we get it on the on the stairs and oh my god like we kind of have to do this I get, I let Morgan decide, you know, like, what's, what do you want? Do you want to be the one pushing at the bottom or do you want to, 
have it clear s- steps. We're just going to do this one step at a time. Mm-hmm. But I can't just push it from the bottom because it gets caught on each step. So someone has to get it to move above the lip of the step and mm-hmm. someone has to push while the, the other person clears the <laughs> lip, you know. These are the two jobs at hand. Mm-hmm. So And I and, and halfway through, I mean, I'm feeling like I'm going to legit puke. Like I'm <laughs> and this thing i mean this is wall to wall the the couch if we were to turn it 90 degrees wouldn't fit up these stairs it yeah. only fits in this orientation and so sometimes it's getting stuck on the, the left side the right like, side <laughs> like it's like, it's like we're like like and at the very top of the stairs there's a hairpin turn i'd say that's we don't know how i'm like we're gonna get to that problem when we get up there right but because we have a light on one side the ceiling slopes and then it's a hairpin turn up the last step but once you clear that turn you're in the clear you just have to get it to turn a little bit off into the into the living room but we're going up one step at a time Boom, boom and then finally it hits the the wall, the back wall, top of the stairs. Yeah. Now so, I can get prime position underneath. This took a while, mind you, to get it up to this point. But now what we have to do is we, we have to crawl it up the wall so it almost is like standing straight up again so that way we can get it to make this turn. We can't just turn it because whatever, it's too tight of a fit to, to turn. If you can visualize this, I don't know. So we get it right up against that back wall. Morgan starts to push up. Mine, and I can't see anything that's happening with Morgan over there, okay? <laughs> I can't see nothing. And did you? Did this happen yet? No. Nope. At this point? It didn't? It happened on the second round. Correct. Okay, so we were crawling it up the wall. Are you okay there, Jamal? You there? Yeah, hold on. I'm going to yell at him real quick. You don't have to. Yo, I'm podcasting over here. Holy shit. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. Hold it's up. okay if they're making noise and stuff because I can just lower your. Vo- it's kind of nice having those two okay. volume tracks if it's <laughs> if it's that bad. That I'm just I'm just trying to make right sure that I'm just trying to make sure that you're uh, you're following along. <laughs> so. I'm I, my attention is a little divided, but I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. It can't be divided. It can't be divided. You got to pay attention. You'll want to know. All right. <laughs> so we get it to all the way, <laughs> it's all the way up to the back wall. Morgan is pushing it up as I am leg pressing this thing up one step at a time. And and also, can I just, in my own, uh, I don't know, excuse or justification here, there's only so much work I can do with my right shoulder slash arm area uh, because I did not rehab it properly after my surgery. And so it just, all the muscles are built up in the wrong places and it, it just gives after a while. So, uh, so I'm getting, Extra to, hard. getting to a point of like, I, I don't know, I don't know how much more I can physically do of this. So, so we get it all the way to where. As it's crawling up the back wall, we just need to get it up one more step for it to be able to, mm-hmm. for the back, to the, the side that I'm pushing up to clear the last step, and then hopefully then we can turn it. But it has, this back 
part has to get up that last step before we can do that. And so we try first initially and it, we, I can't get it. Like I'm pushing, I'm pushing. It feels like I'm, pu- I'm pushing it up against a wall. Like there's no give. I'm okay to set it back down. We tried again and it's actually moving. Whoop, and then, but it's not quite clearing the last step. I'm like a fucking inch shy. And I'm like, uh, and then I just, I, I give. I'm like, okay, I got to set it back down. I can only push this thing for so long. And it's just, I'm like, fuck, like, I feel like if we can just get it, like when you're right, when you're right there, I mean, when I, it's like, like seriously less than an inch to get I know. it up. And from my perspective, I'm like, this has to be able to happen. Like it looks like it just should definitely be able to make it. Right. It's, it's right fucking there. And <laughs> you know, it's like, it just needs to get yeah. legitimately an inch. And we're like, can we just push it up against the, the like, like maybe as we can try to like almost bend the frame a little bit to get it around the corner, maybe that'll give me just a corner. Like not maybe not the whole thing up on the on on the step, but maybe a corner. We try that, and I'm just like, now I'm fucking. I mean, I'm busting a sweat trying to get this thing up there, and I'm like, fuck, okay. And I'm thinking, the the real issue here is we have the back of the couch towards the opening, and in order to get the proper scoop effect, so the railing at the top doesn't bump up against, we have to have the opening of the couch, the part where, where you'd sit on facing the railing. And we just, big mistake on my part, I guess, for not thinking of that ahead of time. So I'm thinking, we gotta move this fucker all the way back down the steps so we can rotate it <laughs> and then bring it back up. <laughs> Which I'm like, fine. Fuck. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck, it's easier to get it down. So I just start dragging it back. I'm like, whatever. And I can't switch places with Morgan while it's up there. Like, the thing is blocking the stairs. This is the only way up. So yeah. I'm down. Yeah. We're isolated on our ha- on our parts of the house. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I start sliding it down. And I'm thinking, I don't want to have to bend. Like, I, we can't rotate it in the stairwell because it's not, the stairwell is not wide enough to even accommodate a rotation. So we'd have to fucking move it out back out of the door of the, of the house in order to rotate. And I'm in my head, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't even know if it's we're going to be able to, because it was so hard to get it through the doorway into the stairwell yeah. to begin with to make that that force. Yeah. And I almost feel like we fish hook this thing in here, or like it's like a, it's like a irreversible locking situation where we're not going to be able to bend it back, you know. <laughs> and so I'm like, shit. So there's no room to rotate this. I can't, I don't want to get it back out the door. And I'm thinking, what are my options here? What can I possibly fucking do? I'm like, maybe uh, we can just get it to rotate 90 degrees. And this one, I like, I, Morgan goes upstairs to get me a tape measure, tosses it down to me. I imagine I'm like, nope, it'll, this is the only orientation it fits. So we have to either have to flip it 180 degrees or, or not, or keep it the way it is. It's only going to fit in this direction so i'm just th- i'm just sitting there i'm like almost defeated i'm like i don't know if this is gonna work <laughs> like but i always i'm always like in my in the back of my head i'm like there's always a way to do shit you know like i don't like the whole idea of oh man this this I mean, whenever someone tells me something's not gonna work i just look back at them and i'm like well it has to so let's figure it out like <laughs> <laughs> Of just, there's always a way. Yeah, I mean, this is your shit. This is a this is a physical puzzle. Right? This is my white privilege, where I just feel like I <laughs> I am entitled to have this yes. thing work. So, don't tell me no, Busta. So I'm just like, 
fuck. But I'm seriously like on the verge of being defeated. And then I come up with a, uh, a plan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what is the limiting factor here? The railing at the top of the stairs. There's a railing that is bumping up against. Mm-hmm. We can uns. What if we unscrewed the whole railing? Which is bolted in four bolts on either side into the floor. And then one, and then one, one big bolt into the one wall. One big bolt into the wall. I mean, it looks looks quite uh But I don't know this secured. at the time. I don't know the bolt situation. So I asked Morgan to mm-hmm. go upstairs, grab me my phone, FaceTime me, and then show me the situation <laughs> that she's got up there <laughs> at the top of the stairs. <laughs> So she face, I see it. I see the four bolts, and I like look closely. Does it look like there's adhesive? Like, is it not just the bolts, but like they glued it? Like when they built this house, and she's like, "Yeah, it looks like an ad- adhesive." I'm like, "I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like we can get away with just ripping it out." So I tell Morgan, like, just start unscrewing it, and so she starts to unscrew it, and I'm just sitting down there doing nothing. Like, <laughs> just I can't move up there, and I'm like, Morgan has to unscrew this, and. And then I, I tell her to get the power drill, which is upstairs as well. And I have to teach Morgan how to use a power drill, how to take I'm bits sorry. out and stuff. I apologize. You were super. You don't need to apologize. You said, this is maddening with a, with a angry tone. And you're like, just give it, just give it to me as maddening. And I'm like, I'm not with, okay. Right, that's, that's I'll not true. I said, this is maddening it. with a funny tone because it was, it was, and I said it to be kind of funny because watching Morgan try to take a drill bit out. And then tr- and replace it. It was when you're trying to put the new one in. Yes. You're like, how do I get it to like go back in? And and she was holding the drill like where gravity like straight up, so where the belt would fall into the drill. And I'm like, no, you hold it sideways mm-hmm. so gravity doesn't work against. So all right, all and right. just rest the drill bit in there, and then you turn it on, and then it'll tighten itself around the bit. We didn't use it anyway. It doesn't matter. I unscrewed them by hand. The battery power wasn't up high enough on the drill, <laughs> so it didn't have enough torque power. So we had to do it by hand. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I was like, the the couch was up far enough on the stairs to block me, but I was like, fuck this. I, I don't want to just sit here and wait for Morgan to do this. I mean, we, we, we got shit we got to do today, you know? So it's like, I, I want to I go up there and help. So I just I just drag the couch down far enough to where I can climb up the side of the railing and like slip through where the ceiling <laughs> is. Like that's the the part I couldn't do before because the couch is right up against the ceiling, so I can't squeeze up there. But I'm just like I'm gonna risk a, a few stairs of having to push back up just so I can get up there and help Morgan. So I, that's what I do. I don't think you needed to do to be honest. Oh, I you wouldn't have been able to handle the wall bolt, the okay. long big. W- wall bolt that All that right. was some serious doing and you couldn't it, uh there was no space to put a screwdriver yeah. i had to hit it from the side with um a wrench yep. so i was like this is uh this is tricky business <laughs> anyways i end up I, I unscrew all the bolts and it doesn't feel like the the thing is even moving slightly as i'm unscrewing like i unscrewed one side and i'm like this thing doesn't feel like it's gonna move and i unscrew the whole thing and then I do get it to move and realize that it was hard to move before because it's fucking heavy as fuck. It's <laughs> super heavy. Like it's it's fucking hard steel I'm fucking carrying over here. <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes. So we take that piece of the railing off and now woof, now it's danger zone. You can take a step and crash down the stairs if you ain't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I did crash down the stairs, but for different reasons. Like- <laughs> oh yeah. So 
now we're fucking pushing it and we're like something's catching and i can't quite get it and then finally i'm pushing and i go and of course it's i'm i'm telling morgan like you got to be the director here like you're telling me one two three push you're saying go and then when you say go i'm just pushing that's that's the deal here like you tell me when you're ready and i'm just gonna push as hard as i can from the bottom and so she she gives me uh uh, go go and I push and it clears a stair and then it clears another stair almost unintentionally I think Morgan wasn't prepared well, it cleared the stair but there was but you know he was you know was continuing to push he doesn't know when the stair has been cleared and so he, he the push continued uh, and it was it was a quick push and so I didn't have time to say stop to remove my leg from the force of this one-ton couch being pushed up the stairs <laughs> and my shin being smashed by the couch into the uh, next stair is what happened. Jesus. It hit her Christ. leg. I mean, it's not you're, it not, did, you're not you're not getting the force of a thousand pounds. I mean, it's going uphill. So so it took <laughs> off a big, huge chunk of skin. I had humongous <laughs> bruises on both sides. What it comes down to is it's blood, sweat and tears. Oh, occurred instant in. Inst- child tears like like the te- like before I've registered <laughs> what's Aww. happened. You know, like it's the emotional distress of everything that's happened. Yeah, because I'm shaking. I'm yeah. stressed about having to fucking move this thing again. Like I, I'm whooped and it's eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We're like, fuck. On Saturday. So I'm like, are you are you OK? Again, I can't like give her a hug and console <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I'm isolated down here. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you OK, bud? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I, I am <laughs> crying so hard, like I can't speak but like yes i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and i and i understand that it's partially shock and partially like already being shaken from just the overexertion of the whole endeavor so i get over it she gets over it and um and in the back of my mind i'm like we i mean that railing is off this thing is gonna be cake right something we don't have to do the whole wall crawl thing it'll be able to turn well before that wrong wrong mm. we get it up we have to do the whole wall crawl up until basically exactly where we were before where i couldn't get it up that final step but once i got to that point because the railing wasn't there we were able to finally get it to turn the corner mm-hmm. and, and so got it like a fucking champ yeah <laughs> and so boom <laughs> cleared no, no no you did <laughs> It was funny because when that I was like, when this thing clears the corner, like it might fall. So I don't want you to be under it, but I definitely, but it would be nice if it didn't crash boom into the (laughs) ground. So if you can, if you could like, you know, gracefully let it fall, Mm -hmm. but don't be under it. So, but it was fine. Morgan handled it like a champ, like she said. And, uh, we got it up there fucking woo. I One it. more piece to go. I opened, I opened just the top of the plastic just to feel the couch, just to be like, is this a good couch? Because remember, I was just, I wasn't sure if this was going to be a good, good couch or not. Like, we're fucking, <laughs> we took a chance on the couch, you know. So I open it, I feel it, and I'm like, we're this, happy with it. This is kind of, I, I, I'm happy. I feel like the quality of this couch, oh thank God, is up to snuff. I'm fucking like hell yeah. Like I'm like, and of course it's part of the accomplishment of like I don't want to fucking 
take this down and then morgan's even like well do that again. like <laughs> yeah morgan even morgan is just like yeah well i mean i i fucking love it and it doesn't really matter because i mean we're not doing that again so <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're just this is the couch that we're gonna live with and you know I'm like hell yeah so we bring up the last piece which is easy peasy yeah and then uh i'm fucking i start i'm just like i'm gonna fucking take i'm gonna start unwrapping it and stuff and then morgan goes upstairs and she's like do i have to help you i'm like it would be nice to be helped with the trash but and she's i like, had somewhere to be <laughs> in like 15 minutes okay <laughs> well i'm like don't worry about it i got it um i started unwrapping it and as i'm unwrapping it unwrapping it i'm like huh <laughs> interesting i'm like i'm visualizing i'm like this is the chase Here's the sofa. Um, here's the other sofa. Here's the other sofa. Here's the main piece. <laughs> I'm like, before I even, uh, like, there's lots of fucking cardboard stapled into the couch that I'm removing. Like, I'll just start removing pieces at a time. But I'm happy that it's a full couch that I didn't have to assemble like the other one. Like, it's already put together. I just need to, like, yeah. the sectional pieces, it's trivial. They just, they just, they just slot into one another. Right. Yeah. So when I'm looking at it and I'm like, fuck. Oh, fuck. And I hear, I hear like a big fuck. Like Jordan's not one for <laughs> anger, you know, or like extreme frustration or irritability. Like he's usually kind of like, a, you know, tis what it is yeah. type of a guy. I'm usually the one with the big mm-hmm. reaction. And he usually brings me down. So I'm hearing like a, like a fuck, like a raised voice fuck. Like mother fuck. And I'm like, what's, like, what (laughs) is happening? Like, I'm, I'm really terrified for, I I don't, I don't, this is not an experience I'm, I'm, I'm even aware of. And I'm just like, (laughs) they sent us the wrong orientation. (laughs) We wanted the chase on the right side right facing chase they gave us the left facing which is like oh big deal no it is a big deal because it doesn't fit in our house yeah <laughs> in the orientation oh no yeah, they sent us it would be like blocking off the entire living room like the back the back of the mm-hmm. l would be like squaring off the living room to where you would have to hop over the couch to get in as opposed to like the opening yep. walkway area into the guy it's not going to work this way yeah and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this can't be, this can't be. And then flashback, flashback to the moment that we're ordering this couch. We are doing extensive research. We're like, what is there's? They have these mm-hmm. couch terms, right? They got right facing couch, left facing couch, or right facing, left right facing. Hand facing left. Left hand facing. Yeah, yeah. A sectional is either right hand facing or left hand facing. And what that means is the chase is on the. If you get a right hand facing couch, that means the chase is on the right hand side when you are facing the couch. So, in all the examples of the diagrams, they show there's a couch and then there's a chase on the end of the couch. Yeah. If it's right hand facing, you can see. If you're looking directly at the couch, the chase is on the right. Except for in the product overview in which it's... No, no, no. So okay. that's in all diagrams. That's not the case. In all the, not in all of not, them. I'm not talking about the diagrams. I'm talking about diagrams where you have right-hand facing. Sure. 
the problem is we can't find a diagram like on the internet where they explain to you that it doesn't matter. They don't say right hand facing chase, left hand facing chase. It just says right hand facing, left hand facing. And the descriptions always say it means the chase is on that side. However, they never show the diagram with another sofa attached to it, mm-hmm. where you have the entire sofa and then you have the L-shaped sofa on one end and the chase on the other end. So I'm like, well, when it says right-hand facing, are, are we sure that they're talking about the chase? Or, I mean, the sofa holds more people seating. Mm-hmm. More people will be facing that direction. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not 100% and sure. And I don't, I don't mean to bring this up, right now but it was at that moment where i said i'd feel a lot more comfortable if i just called to confirm and you're like no like this is what the picture shows this is what the bull and i was like i don't know if at any point i told you not to do it you didn't say no but you were like i'm confident and i was like okay so there's a product overview on this specific couch that shows the left it says left hand facing and the diagram shows the entire T of the couch. It shows both the the left side, the right side, the back side, the flip side, the dip side. And left hand facing has the couch on the left. Correct. Which is what we want. We want the chase on the right, the couch on the left. And it says that's mm-hmm. the left hand facing in this product fucking description. Mm-hmm. But we ordered the right hand facing. But I don't know if we did. I know we did. This thing, it gets so muddled because I look back. I know for certain we did. Our order confirmation email, it says left hand facing. Right. Sectional. But if you go to my accounts, my orders, it says right hand facing. And the reason I know it's right hand facing is that in the color we wanted, it was not available in left hand facing and based on all the research we had done and everything else it was like first of all this is the only option and so i know that's the one we ordered i know it is but what it comes down to is their website is confusing and they don't got their shit together and basically it's like we can split this 20 different ways of showing it's their fault Right. In case also, they were to come back at us, like, sorry, like, this is the couch. The, it is the standard, uh, a standard orientation. If you, if you search uh, sectionals uh, right-hand facing on their website, they show thousands and thousands and thousands, all of them with the sofa in the orientation we want. And in every image that we see in all the product, confirmations and all that it's being delivered it all shows the image of our couch and the orientation we want the Mm -hmm. image shows the couch how we want it and they sent us the opposite anyways we fucking sent them an email and shit and then i'm thinking in the back of my mind i'm like it took them a month and a half to send this couch Mm -hmm. it's gonna take us another month and a half to get (laughs) to get it if they even have it so I'm fucking, I've been emailing. They basically, they keep, if you send them an email, they'll send you an email back saying, due to COVID, it's, take, it's taken us a, a while. So it's basically one email per day in both directions. So I'll send them, well, they'll send me an email and then I'll respond that same day. But 
I usually have to wait the next day to get a response. Um, yeah. I'm emailing with a. How, how would you say this name, Jamal? It's spelled C R Y S T E L L E. Crystal. Her name is Crystal, but for for some reason, I oh, think she it. would correct you to be like, "No, it's Christelle." <laughs> I've never fucking seen this. Oh, probably. Before. Christelle. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So now we just have a bunch of random couch pieces laying all over our, the living room. So now it's a couch uh, graveyard in our fucking living room, and meanwhile, I was so I was so mad. I got had rage gas. Have you ever, ever had rage gas, Jamal? What the fuck? Do you like farts? Yes, like so mad that I'm just ripping farts. Um, no. I did have steak the day before. That might be partially due to the... Re- and I was completely on empty stomach this entire time. <laughs> like, I'm telling Morgan while we're trying to figure things out, like, can you just, like, put up some... St- like, while I'm unscrewing that final bolt or whatever, like, can you heat up some steak in the microwave <laughs> so I can have something in my stomach? Because I'm going to fade. I'm fading. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, not a happy ending uh, yet, at least. Now I have to go through this. Hopefully they have the right sucks. couch. I know some furniture stores are opening back up, and if they don't have it, I think we're just going to go and actually look at couches in person. So it might be a blessing in disguise that way. But I don't know, because I, I mean, I unwrapped this couch, and I really want this couch at this point. Like, it's a I nice know. couch. I don't think they're going to have it in the other orientation. They don't have it on the, the it's not available on the website. So we, we're thinking that we're not going to be able to get it. Um, well, whatever. Fuck. It's all right. It's white people other problems. Color. Man. It's all right. You wanted? Uh, maybe. I would prefer to get one with uh, delivery and assembly service. Well, we still have the railing taken off, so I feel like we can. Oh, we can. Now that the railing's off, knowing that it's possible helps a lot. Yeah. Word. That that's the sofa saga. Sofa saga. Goddamn. Uh, complete with twist ending. Um, speaking of just furniture in general, I mean, yeah. we got a new dryer that's getting swapped out tomorrow. Uh, we returned We've our mattress, not had a dryer our for soft three weeks, mattress, our brand new dryer, brand new. We used it ten times. So they're replacing that. Wait, why? It just it broke. It arced out. Oh. Yeah. The man said. It was an issue in transit, arced most out. likely. Some of the ele- electrical components were too close to the wall of the dryer, and uh, uh, the electricity jumped from the, the wires <laughs> to the wall, arcing out, and then shorted yeah. everything, tripping circuit breakers and shit. And but it was quite fried the, everything. you know, over the course of the whole process. And granted, their customer service has been great, and they've checked in with me like every day. But, you know, first you schedule that initial service call. So that takes, like, they schedule it a few days out. And they are like, this shit is fucked. Your parts are not going to be in. Uh, it's back ordered until July 18th. And we're like, uh-uh. Yeah, that doesn't work. And um, then they go through parts review to look in the, the two hidden warehouses that only the parts review team can see. It's not there. 
So we've been authorized for a new unit. Now that will be delivered to their delivery partner's warehouse within three to five days. So you see how this thing becomes many weeks with no dryer. Brand new dryer. Uh, so they come tomorrow between 7 a.m. and noon. And that is where we're at with that. But so also... Grateful, beautiful. Grateful to be getting a new dryer. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, during all this, it's very nice to also hear from a friend. Because we're returning the mattress, right? Hi, yeah. my name is Vahi. Oh. I'm coming regarding pick up your king mattress from South Park. <laughs> nice to hear from Hi, That's not a message. my name is Vahi. I'm coming regarding Link pick up your not as jovial this no, time around, he's but a little disappointed. Mm. Although we did carry that shit right to the door for them. We did. We just direct. I mean, it's easier to carry the mattress down the stairs than up. That's for sure. So we just put it right down by the front door. They open the door. I'm like, here you go, bitches. Got that returned. Uh, so that that chore is done at least. Uh, so fuck yeah, you know. go by. But I mean, amongst furniture and appliances and all this, there's also another one. I I'm the king of bringing up very quiet clips, very quiet clips. I'm not sure if you're gonna be able to hear this, but I did try and record mm. a situation we have with the refrigerator here. <laughs> um, let's see. I thought I renamed it, but maybe it doesn't. Uh. I don't know what this is. Here's a bit. You hear that? Mm-hmm. What do you hear? I hear... Dom. Tweet, tweet. Okay, good, yeah. Dom. Tweet, tweet. The fuck is that? Just the sound our refrigerator always makes. So our refrigerator goes beep 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 beep, <laughs> and it still work. It still Fucking works. Why? It still works. But our fridge, what the fuck, man? So I'm gonna have to do some research, figure out what's going on with the refrigerator now. Joys of being a homeowner. This is an ongoing homeowner yeah. saga. Sagas within sagas. Sagaception. Which is, you know, it's exciting. I'm excited for you guys. It is. I mean, if nothing happened, what kind of boring shit? You got got shit to do. (laughs) Yeah. like, all right, we bought the house. Fucking now what? No, you get to fix it up a little bit. Well, now we have everything sent to our house twice. Because (laughs) the first time it gets sent to us is wrong. All of it out twice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. How's the pod room coming along? How's that going? The pod room is... uh, pretty much I'd complete yeah. i mean yeah well it's it's i like in the pod room the pod room is uh is where it's at is the place of solace you send me a couple pics of it i don't know if i've seen it as is maybe i have but I no don't facetime know. i mean yeah a picture i don't know i mean it's a sort of a 360 thing but i mean yeah you could take a few <laughs> but yeah we could facetime I think video will definitely be better here. <laughs> okay. You can send me a video of it. I, mean, I would love to FaceTime you guys, too. Miss your faces. Word up. All right. 
Time for Vegan's Topic. Are we ready? Let's do it. Get your, what sort of caps would you have to put on to answer Megan's questions? Would you say? I, w- I was going to say thinking cap, but not thinking cap situation. Mm. <laughs> Some deducive cap? A, uh, a storytelling cap? Opinion I don't know. Opinion cap? Opinion cap? Uh, propeller cap? Your, your <laughs> propeller hat's on. Because <laughs> we're about to zip, 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 zip away. Here we go. <laughs> Question number one. I don't know where the volume's at because I had to turn it way up to get that beep, beep to play. Hey, Reed, fellas. I decided I would ask a weird question that I remember asking my friend Cassie years ago, and then we just kind of died laughing because it was just like, what's going on? Um, (laughs) Besides sexual things, that does not count. What is a unusual feeling that's very satisfying to you? And I remember telling Cassie, the feeling of getting an ingrown hair out anywhere on your body is probably pretty top on the chart of a really weird, good feeling. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, the vi- uh, what do you guys think? I, I, I already know a thing that Morgan's <laughs> going to answer with. I already know Morgan's answer. At least one well, of let's them. Let's do the newlywed game. Okay. You guys can answer for I each mean, other. I do have two. Okay, I'm going to write down one for Morgan. I'm going to write it down here. And then you write down one for me. I don't know if you have a guess one for me. I don't. I don't know <laughs> I'm a tough. I'm a tough. Would. I'd be. I. I'd be interested to see all Morgan's answers on a newlywed game. Maybe Drumall comes up with a wow. newlywed game for us. That would be fun. That's kind of rude that you don't. It's. It's because yeah, you do don't that. I'll, I'll come up with some stuff. Maybe we can feeling. do it next. Yeah. Week. No, it's on me. It's definitely on me. If, if you were unable. Okay. To. But I think like no, there's certain questions you probably would get. But I, I feel like Jamal, you definitely should do this. It would be fun. Uh yeah, I'm done. Okay. Do you have anything to put? For you? Yeah. I have one thing, but. (laughs) Morgan, get to know your partner. Uh, Know what makes me feel real good. That's not sexual. (laughs) But not sexual. Not sexual. Get your head out of the gutter. I'm trying to think of something else, but anyway. Okay, who goes first? Um, Who's going to show first? I have two for you. You can't put two. Oh. That's not how the game works. <laughs> it's not unusual, though. Okay, fine. I'll go with the first one. I'll go the first one. Okay, go. All right. I mean, the very first thing that clearly came to mind was sneezing, but I, I feel like that's too universal of a... That's what I put for you. Really? Yeah, because you always talk about how good sneezing feels. Oh, fuck. It's my favorite. I used to force myself to sneeze. Yeah, but everybody fucking loves to sneeze. Oh, shit. I forget how this game works. You're supposed to write down your own. That's right. And then you're supposed to say it. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that. (laughs) I wrote down yours. Um, My other one was... (sighs) I mean, not the aftermath of picking my fingers but in the act of picking my fingers is very satisfying yeah but that's almost uh that i don't feel like that's a physical satisfaction it's not it's a it's a ocd satisfaction yes okay so it's almost like the satisfaction of like 
problem solving or something. It's not like a physical, right? Like yeah, you, like send shiver down your spine sort I of thing. Agree with that. So I'm trying to think of that. I mean, because sneezing for me, I wouldn't say is one really? for myself. Holy shit! I like sneezing, I guess, favorites. but. I mean, the feeling of actually catching a sneeze, like when you feel like, oh, no, it's going to wait, but then you get it. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah. Um, I think one is a good fucking, I mean, I kind of, I, I'm a fan of cracking knuckles. Feels good. Yep. I thought about putting that for you, but instead I put sternum pops. No. Those don't feel good for you. No. Well, I mean, first of all, it's just a recent thing that now. My sternum gets tight, and I have to actually, like, pop it because mm-hmm. I have fucking conditions or whatever. And so that's just sort of, like, finally. Like, the act, the act, it popping and not having that pressure feeling is very nice, and I'm glad when it happens. But I don't know. To me, it's just a reminder that it's not healed. <laughs> you know, that people say, like, oh, this can last from anywhere from two weeks to a year of this issue. And this is just, you know, online. Was it from jujitsu or something? It started happening because of jujitsu, I feel, just like bending in the mm-hmm. wrong way or whatever. And so now I wake up pretty much every morning with like my chest tight, which is not a good sign, but it's definitely not heart related. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the sternum. It's the cartilage in the sternum from the where the ribs connect. Yeah. Mm. But uh, so that's not, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely when it pops, it's definitely not. I don't, uh, I ain't mad at that, but I'm trying to think of like, I mean, also head scratches, head scratches like for you, unusual. but that's sexual as fuck. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like, I don't have like any of that a- ASMR shit. That doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I love good. Like, How about my when, tens machine? <laughs> like when Frank Ocean hits that note, it feels good. Like I have, I have that right. feeling. That's called a. Uh, there's a word for it. It's called frisian. Yeah. Yep. That is correct. Mm-hmm. But that I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I love that. But I, I almost uh, equate that to like when you see a really good scene in a movie. We've had this conversation. Where it's before. just like you feel that elation of like, holy fuck, this is good. That's yeah. sort of the same of just experiencing art in a in like a flow, and it moves moving you. way. Um, yeah, but this is slightly different. Like when I when I fucking KO somebody in Smash know? Brothers, you know, it's like it's that, it's that that sort of feeling of like that is sexual for you. That though. is true. I've definitely popped many a bone, but um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. You've blown many a load. You know, this didn't immediately come to me, which is a good thing. But what fits the unusual, weird slash good feeling is drinking <laughs> like taking a shot of something <laughs> that like, shit does not count it's like it's it's such <laughs> a, you know like, when you like take molly no you just feel really it's, good it's like oh this tastes like especially you take a shot it's like this tastes horrible and then you feel like the immediate warmth and loosening yeah but i mean that's that that is I don't know. I, I, that's. I just thought it was funny that I. That I feel I, like that counts as more of like I don't know. I don't know if it counts or not, but it's it's external as opposed to like, <laughs> right stuff you do within your own body. <laughs> but also, it's like I wouldn't think that, like, oh, uh, eating a really good piece of cake, 
you know, I was like, yeah, you got that's that. That's not weird, though. Huh? Oh, I guess. It, it's not unusual that it would make you feel good. Well, it's unusual. It's yeah, not I mean, unusual that alcohol. Yeah. Thing, I guess. Because it is unpleasant. Like. Yeah, but if it was only unpleasant, no one would do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no. I just thought it was fun. Never mind. Yeah, that's not weird. That's an, I, I forgot about the weird aspect. Jamal brought me back to that, and so that's how I feel that disqualifies it. I feel like uh, I gotta feel like I had one. You know that feeling when you like this is I don't know how to describe this. Yeah, Jamal, what's yours? But, uh, but. I don't know how to describe this, and this doesn't give me like an orgasm, like popping a pimple, and like not in a sexual way, but you know, you have like that, like <laughs> like a release of chemicals or something. It's not, it's not that. <laughs> um, nice to know what but, your O sounds are. But it is a satisfying thing, um, <laughs> and it's odd. I don't know how to describe it exactly. I've never had to. I don't think I've ever talked about this before. But it's like. Where you take like the parts of your fingers where you would get fingerprinted, like that part, uh-huh. your fingerprint part, the pad uh, of your finger, and you put like the pad, yeah, and you put the pinky to the pinky, the ring to the ring, yada 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 yada. The, each one has its counterpart. And you put them together, and your fingers are spread apart, and then you start doing like bending your fingers at the at the base, like not the you don't bend any of your joints except for where it connects to your palm, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you're squeezing a tit or something. (laughs) But not. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You mean? But you just do that over and over again. And after a while, it feels like there's almost like something in between your fingers. Like there's a flat surface between your fingers. It's a weird sensation. Huh. I don't even know if. It's like a ghostly. I understand what you're talking about. It's kind of like if you push. you're pushing them together. If you push your hands together. But only the tips. But only the tips. I think that works too. But not the tips, you but know, the, the pads parts. Oh. Yeah. I, anyway, there's something you do. Oh, I know what you're Sorry, talking about. Say what you're yeah. saying. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. You just do it for a while and you don't even like, don't even like, you know what's funny? You just, you've just definitely, feel the sensation. Oh, my of God. It. You've definitely talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> there's, I remember you. No way. In the, I think you've, talked about it multiple times actually <laughs> get the fuck out of here were you because ju- you've done it in the room it's weird to me that i have this sensation that i've never you've done it with me in the room where like you're just we're podcasting and you're fucking touching your fingers together and i'm like what are you doing over there you jagging <laughs> <laughs> now i know just you're just you're over off. there getting off i don't know what the fuck <laughs> yeah. i thought i don't this isn't a thing that do, it doesn't give me an orgasm jordan yeah, but you might as well. But it's just an it's just an odd sensation. Yeah, it's like this weird ghostly like like this is a ghostly surface in between my hands, but that isn't actually there, obviously. But mm. it's strange. I'm doing it right now. It's I know you are. It's odd. You do it all the time when you were potting in person. Mm. I don't think I do. Well, I remember you did, you've done it a couple times, and I can't remember the context of the conversation. But I remember visualizing you. I can visualize you doing it across from me in the pod in our old pod room. I'll send you a video of it. You let me know. If I'll send it to you right now, I'll send you a Snapchat of. I don't know how I'll do this. I'll balance it with my knees or something. Okay. <laughs> Take a video. All right. Actually, I don't know if I could do it. 
when we're recording on the phone because I'm talking to you on the phone. Don't worry. I mean, the listeners can't see it anyway, so (laughs) don't worry about it. But But I just want to know if this is what you've seen me do before. I'll just take a picture of the way my hands are. How about that? Sure. Um, And you can confirm if I have or haven't if this is what you're talking about. I mean, taking a good deuce. Okay. I know, Jamal. I mean, that's probably – Jamal does it too often to really appreciate at this point, but taking a good D. No, I love a good D, of course. I don't take that shit for granted. This is an odd video. (laughs) But that's almost sexual in nature. This is strange. Oh, yeah, it's definitely anal, for sure. For sure. Stimulating that male male G spot. (laughs) (laughs) Jamal knows all about the male G. I wonder if, do do females have a a G spot up there, too? Probably everybody does. I think it's a teach their own. Is that what I like to say? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> to each their uh, anal, as I think is how the phrase goes. Mm. Um. Okay. Here, here comes this video coming in hot on Snapchat. Okay, just send it to you. You don't have to talk about it. Just send it to me. I'll watch it yeah. and I'll bring it up. <laughs> coming in hot on okay. Snapchat. Hot garbage. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, I've seen you do this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying, so Jamal's sort of like, uh, bending his, he's flexing his hands like a fucking, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a frog. I feel like it's like a frog motion. <laughs> <laughs> It's like those uh, <laughs> those slinky balls that go in and out, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So if you're out there, Jamal is single, and that's what gets him off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will treat you oh, right. Oh, I know another one. Uh, horseradish. Oh, yeah, wasabi. Yeah. Oh, I love that's it. That's a good one. Love it. I was fucking talking about that recently. I feel like maybe we talked about it on the podcast. Probably. But I don't but, know if that's weird. Holy shit. I, I love it. It's like. That's intentional. I mean, some people, I mean, maybe, because some people fucking hate it, but. Uh, right, but if yeah, only people it hate it, it wouldn't exist. Taking a big old. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but taking a big old glob and letting it fucking shoot through your body, through, shoot your fucking skull. Um, I like to Sam Harris that shit. You focus, focus in on that sensation. Yeah. Speaking of Sam Harris, uh, I want to say that I uh, I uh, reached a fi- uh, five hundred days, five hundred mind- mindful days in a row in the app. No, not in a row. <laughs> that's that's Total. that's, that's dope. Do you feel uh, significantly better at doing it than when you started meditating? Yes. I would say yes. I still think I'm fucking bad at it, but I think I'm right. Like it's a it's a slow slow burn, it's a slow gradual process. So you always feel like it is, and I still uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, that's what I, I always say about uh, jujitsu. Yeah, I do. Like with jujitsu, I always feel like I suck, you know. But mm-hmm. if you had the opportunity to roll with yourself when you first started, 
he would fucking anni- I would annihilate myself. But it's just not yeah. being able to do that. It's hard to it's hard to see slow growth, but it's uh it's the best kind of growth. It's the most rewarding yeah. than that cheap shit. People who just want yeah. want A's on everything off the bat. I wanna do it now. I want it now. Yeah. Five hundred and one mindful days. Five point four thousand mindful minutes. I have six hundred and ninety five total sessions, so I've been, you know, more than days, you know. I so now I average I think what is that? I'll do the math real quick. You should go on silent retreat. Doesn't fucking matter. I was gonna do it uh last year. Last October. Gonna wanna shana. I was gonna go I know. And I'm not doing it was too close to your guys' wedding. I wasn't gonna be able to get the time off work. So go fuck Don't yourself. Blame us. Here but, we go. Mm-hmm. Keep doing your froggy thing. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> Megan's second cue or topic. Hey, read fellas at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, I recently saw a meme online, and it was a person swimming in a swimming pool, but down underneath the water, um, a shark is coming up at them, which makes no sense at all, right? But then it says the title is something like My Childhood's Most Irrational Fear. And I completely agree and would do this all the time when I was little in the swimming pool. You'd think like, oh, underneath that vent is definitely Jaws coming out to get me. And then you panic yourself and whatnot. Or even just swimming at a lake, right? Like you think the giant beast squid thing is going to come get you or whatever. Um, I was wondering what is an irrational childhood fear that you had? I'm glad we went in that direction because I was about to be like, I could use with some healthy fear of bodies of water because I just have zero. First of all, I've never thought that about swimming. Yeah, Morgan, and she's always upset with me because I get a little hesitant when she brings up scuba. Like, we have to go scuba diving when we go here. We're going to go here. And I, you know, in my head, I'm like, I mean, we've done it, and I get it. I <laughs> just, it is my favorite. I love it. She, she is definitely water attractive. I like being in, it, like, big waves, like, dangerous waves. I like to swim out far into the ocean to where then people are yelling at me and asking if I need help, and I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, this has happened. This has happened. I this love when happened. people fucking yell at me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I love when people are very concerned for my life. Wasn't going to be able to. Well, it seems so weird that they put those buoys out. It's like, homie, I can swim farther than this. Uh, Anyway, it's the ocean. You don't own it, you know? Uh, So I was not going to be able to relate (laughs) to any of those. I will tell you, this is funny. This this just popped in. I'm sure I had a lot of them. Uh, But I was... When I was really young, like five, I was always afraid that I was pregnant. I didn't understand how you got pregnant, but like (laughs) I knew that you weren't supposed to. And I would just always be like, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. Like my belly is sticking out farther or whatever, and I'd be super afraid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh shit yeah. fear of pregnancy I, I don't think I've ever had that one um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I never actually, I would never fear like a shark coming at me in a pool. Like, I'm trying to think of irrational stuff. That's definitely irrational to think a shark would come at you in a pool. In a swimming pool? In a swimming pool, I would definitely think that maybe a snake yeah. could be in there. Like, you always see like alligators. Please. A snake could easily crawl into in your swimming, swimming pool. pool. Yeah. You can see the whole I thing. I mean, to the same end of being in, like, in a swimming pool. Like, An outdoor swimming pool. I yeah. do this. I do this sometimes. Maybe and this isn't a swimming pool, but obviously, but I do this with the same sort of thing uh, when you turn off lights in your house and you're like, there's a fucking, there's a murderer oh, right behind me. For <laughs> like sure, it, I've yeah. done that. And you just give yeah. yourself, that's that's what she's talking for about. Sure, you know? I, for it's sure, like, I've had that. It's, not, it's, it's irrational. It's, and I th- Where you just think the thought and you can't shake the physical yes. sensation of like, oh, what, what if? Though? Well, and then. You can't just be like, yeah, I know. Man for in the sure shower. There's a man there behind. I have to pull the shower pool. curtain back because there's someone back there. You're telling yes. my story now. I did that for years right. after Psycho. I showered with the shower curtain open. It with a towel below it because I did that. I did the same thing when I was yeah. a kid. I did the same. Or the thing. or the fear that someone's hand is going to come and touch it. your butthole while you're taking a dump. That I've never had a fear of. Uh, you will now. I have never. I wel. I welcome. Like, like you just feel someone's hand just like tickle your ass. But the scary. <laughs> but the the, the freakiest what? part about being afraid that like. So I remember distinctly a particular time I was at my brother's house, which is in the wilderness, and I was young. And uh, it got dark as fuck. And I'm just like, okay, like I need to get from, because they have outbuildings, you know, on the property. And like it was dark and I was convinced that there was like, I was like, maybe there's somebody behind me. But as soon as you start running, you've totally fucked yourself. Like now you're not only way more terrified, but like, the act of running makes you more scared. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the adrenaline pumping. Right. <laughs> Fuck. So anyway, I totally get that. Uh, I know one of Jordan's. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Uh, can I? <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, now you're scaring me irrationally. No. Uh, Jordan <laughs> was... a. F- always afraid that a worm would crawl through the bottom of his foot oh my bed, god so he'd wear socks no i, I don't wear socks Wait, what uh. and that's something that would deter me but yeah when i was a kid i watched a movie i can't remember what it was but i feel like maybe it was it's funny when i was reading dune there's a scene where there's like a thing that crawls into people's skin and while i was reading that scene i was like maybe that movie i watched was fucking dune. david lynch's D- dune <laughs> But there's a scene, I just oh, remember wow. a scene in a movie where a worm is like released into a room and then it crawls into the bottom of a sleeping person's foot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is disgusting. <laughs> like just <laughs> right to the base of your foot. Mm. And so I was definitely like, like, I don't like having the bottom. So like the mummy? So like I'll, 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 I can sleep sockless, but I don't like sleeping with my feet exposed like outside the blanket or whatever. Like it's like I a, feel like for a while uh, though, because it was something I, feel the same I way, had but not to for that ask reason. you about. Like when I first met him, it was like there had to have been something, and I feel like it was you wearing socks. But I feel like it, I I have that way with a lot of things, like even like with my neck, like having like my neck exposed. Uh-huh. Like I just I don't like yeah. having that. I don't like having. Uh, 
if I feel the air like in just like on the palms of my hands, like anything like right on the extremities <laughs> of things, I'm like I have to like keep it on guard. Right. I have to have my feet planted flat on the ground sometimes, you know. Something's gonna crawl. This isn't so much a fear thing as as like a maybe like an OCD kind of fucking thing. Right, but it's the f- but like oh, I uh, yeah go ahead <laughs> something else. <laughs> it's, I'm moving on. Uh, is uh, I wash when I wash my hands. I I I it's not as bad now, but it used to be like a fucking requirement. Um. Uh, and now it's relaxed a little bit. But I when I wash my hands, uh, oftentimes. Uh, it would be that I had to, uh, like, if I could just get one thing on, like, I'm in the middle of doing something, I get something on one hand. Like, I have to wash both. Like, I can't just have one hand. What's about, like, consistency between my hands? <laughs> like, the temperature of my hands <laughs> and the, the like, one hand feeling kind of damp and the other one being bone dry. I just fucking can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that relatable to you or is that odd? I don't know. It's a little odd. I like to wash my feel, hands a lot, but I feel like it's not in that example. But I, f- I like I relate to the sentiment, and I feel like there's something if I if I could mm. figure out what it is that that I feel the, the asymmetry of something. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the thing yeah. that immediately comes to my mind as far as like a f- like being afraid is just being a kid. And uh, we had a dumpster that was, I don't know how far <laughs> yeah. away from the house would you say the dumpster is, Jamal? It's fucking I would 50 say feet. Um, maybe a little less. I don't know. I maybe I was thinking maybe a little more. I don't know, but it definitely feels like more for sure. So at in night, the example you're about to bring yeah, up. Yeah, at night when my mom would be like, "Okay, take the tr- you gotta go take the trash out. The trash is full. You gotta go take the trash out. And it's dark outside. Mm-hmm. And the fucking dead. And it's not even night, right? It's it's it's. We lived in Alaska, right? So it, it was like <laughs> six p.m. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like chore time. It's dark you know? out. It's you know? like <laughs> it's dark as fuck. Yeah. And so walking out to that fucking dumpster with the trash, and it's exactly what Morgan was talking about, like. As soon as this trash bag goes in the dumpster, I'm running back in the opposite direction. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's yeah. irrational because it's like I'm afraid there's a fucking bear like, that's going to come out and attack me. And there were bears there. So it's like it's – I mean there was never a bear attack I don't think. But so maybe it's irrational to think that all of a sudden a bear would attack me taking the fucking dumpster out, trash out. But like mm. – but not only that, but uh, all through middle school and I think even ninth grade, um, I walked to the bus – every morning and we're in alaska mm-hmm. so it's fucking pitch black sure. when school is letting in in the morning and so i'm walking down carlson lightless road and <laughs> to give away my address but <laughs> so, and and it's just i mean it's fucking dark and there's several times i mean i had to work up the courage every fucking and it was fine at first when i'm in seventh grade james is an eight i'm walking down the road with james there's two of us <laughs> it's fine i'm in eighth grade now well, I'm older. I should be more yeah. uh, fearless. Wrong. I'm doing it by myself, <laughs> walking down <laughs> this road to catch the bus. And Jesus, man, it's just like rabbits would scurry in the woods and I would fucking just leap out of my boots. It's just things that would happen. And there were times where it's like I hear something and I look to my left and there's legitimately a moose five feet from my face 
that got spooked that mm. it saw me. And so it fucking shifts its position and I'm fucking freaking out. It's just, uh, yeah, for the whole school year, I have to walk in pitch blackness <laughs> up this fucking road <laughs> with the wilderness. So now uh, it's, it builds character. Builds the character. What other irrational fears? Irrational fears. I'm trying to think of like something that's just like supernatural. Something that's just like this. Of course, this would never happen. Um, oh yeah, I mean like goblins and ghouls. God was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Bless. Whoa! Thank you. <laughs> you got that good feeling? You got that sexual sex? I'm fucking. I yeah. Oh yeah. Giddy up. <laughs> Giddy up. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. If we can't think of anything else, then this is a fucking. It's a weekday night pod. This is a weekday. My thanks, favorite. Jamal. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and. Things have been fucking busy as shit over here but mm. i appreciate you guys recording on on the weekdays we're getting it done we're getting it done this is another doozy of a pod another doozy for y'all we're definitely yeah. putting in the work here yeah. um but yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna quit talking i'm gonna put butter on that shit bye stay hydrated Fucking up my Levi's So crooked cop forgot to drop by I put lead in his eyes